Hi, this is Ellen. And this is Alex. And this is our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Mass, which is the second book in her uh, Court of Thorns and Roses series. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't read the book, then listen at your own peril because there will be spoilers. <laughs> oh, yes. There yes, will be spoilers. So we would love to have you with us. But if you have problems with spoilers, I would suggest pausing now, going to read the book and coming back. We only will have spoilers for this book and the previous one. So um, if you haven't read the rest of the series, don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do want to note that this is a reread for both of us. We've, mm-hmm. we've reread it multiple times. I know. So and I love every <laughs> I minute of it. Know. I don't even know how many times we've reread it. Um, so just to note that, you know, this episode might sound a little different than a lot of our others where we've been reading books for the first time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but it's all leading up to us reading her newest book for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we oh are both very so excited. excited. <laughs> I can't handle the fact that we aren't reading it yet. For I know. Week. It's very, it's I not... feel like we're very disciplined and I'm really proud of us for like Right? Not having started it yet. Yeah. I mean, girl, and it is sitting here taunting me. Literally in this room. I don't know why it's in here. Why do you have it with you? <laughs> because I was showing it to you last night, and then I forgot to take it out of here. So now it's just sitting here taunting me. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it has taken a lot. Like, I am... I'm a huge fan of TikTok to our listeners, because Alex already knows this. Because I like to bombard her with videos and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, <clears throat> and it started when with the beginning of the pandemic. And um, I was at home all the time. And so I, w- I was like, what's this here TikTok? Um, c- and then I just fell in love with it. And then I stumbled onto BookTok. And so I was super excited. Like, I found my niche. I was so excited. And then... As this book started coming closer to coming out, I was like, Alex, I think I'm going to have to not be on TikTok. And then I was like, that seems impossible. And so being the dork that I am, I I made a whole second TikTok. And I don't like anything about books. (laughs) Except for Harry Potter. Actually, I do like, I have, there are some Harry Potter things that I have allowed into my feed. Um, I swear, do you get a spoiler because of the fact that you couldn't stay off of TikTok for a couple weeks? I'm going to be it'll so be my, it'll mad be my, at you. I, like, I'll be so mad at myself, mad at too. But can I tell you, so far, it's been great. It's a bunch of animal videos, kid videos, and hot guys. So <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like a very well curated it's, It account. is perfect. It's very good. There's a lot of Chris Evans. There's a lot of Henry Cavill. Some Tom Hiddleston, some Sebastian Stan. Like we're doing, we're doing fine over on TikTok too, <laughs> um, or as I have also lovingly dubbed it, fake TikTok. Um, <laughs> but yes, all to avoid spoilers for this book. And so far, so good. We have two more books to read in this part of the series, and then we're in the home stretch, mm-hmm. and then we can do it. We've got oh. it, Alex. Yeah, I definitely was questioning our decision the other day to reread the previous books before this one just because I was getting so anxious about Uh wanting to reread it. Yeah. But then 
actually going back and like reading this book again Mm -hmm. there are so many things that i've just forgotten Mm -hmm. because you know me my memory's shit so like of course (laughs) i'm going to forget things so like rereading this i was like oh my god that's right i forgot about this i forgot about that so i'm actually really glad that we decided to read them before we me too you know it's a new book this this book the series this author this everything is just so like she speaks to me so much and I think to you as well and there's a reason that she's one of our absolute favorites and um it feels really dorky to say but like every time I reread specifically this series just because it's easier to reread because it's only three and a half book well Mm. I guess four and a half technically now but I haven't we haven't gotten to the fourth one um Um, it's just, so it's just shorter than her other series, which is like eight books, which is obviously a a much bigger commitment, but it's Mm. just like, it's like coming home. Like I just, I get back into the series and I'm like, hi everyone. I missed you. (laughs) Did you miss me? (laughs) I'm back. (laughs) Um, I'm ready to fall in love with you all over again. Um, yeah, these characters are so easy to love. Yeah. Like I was I was spending a lot of time thinking about this because there were a couple of comments that like Feyre made comparing like Reese and Tamlin. And I was like, you know what? It's really almost unfair to compare them because the Court of Dreams they seem like the only ones of their kind. Like, there are barely any other people who are as amazing as them. Right. Like, the majority of High Fae, like, Mm -hmm. you just get some pretty bad impressions of a lot of them. And so... Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because at one of my rereads, not specifically this one, but one of my more recent ones, because the more I reread it, um, like, it's interesting because the more I reread it, I don't... It doesn't excuse any of the behaviors that Tamlin does, but I start understanding him more the more Mm -hmm. I reread it, right? Like, it, you know, and at one of my rereads, I realized that Tamlin is who Reese would have turned into if he didn't have his Court of Dreams, if he didn't have everybody else, like... They're like, fo- I don't remember, foils? They're like... Okay. They're yeah, like yeah, two yeah. sides of the same coin. You know, like... Because you find out even in this book that they were friends, mm-hmm. you know, and and Tamlin betrayed him because Tamlin didn't have that support system that Reese did. And so his only support system were his horrific father and brothers, and he didn't... It doesn't excuse anything, but he didn't know any better. Like, he had mm-hmm. nothing else to turn to. Whereas Reese, who had a dad who he says is was not great. He wasn't maybe as bad as Tamlin's dad, um, but he wasn't great, right? And yeah. so, like, he... But he had more, and he had Cassian and Azriel, and he had Amran. You know, like, he had these people mm-hmm. to help bring him out of it, you know? So at one of my rereads, I was like, that's very interesting. Uh-huh. I am glad you brought that up because I don't think I saw that until you 
just mm-hmm. mentioned it, and now I can totally, like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're getting, like, super sidetracked and <laughs> getting into just, like, our general conversation, which That's is my okay. fault because I started talking instead of asking, started That's okay. our favorites. Alex, I'm that's the best part of... That's the best part of having our, our own podcast. <laughs> it's the best part of having our own podcast. We can change it we however do whatever we want. We to. want. <laughs> We're in charge, Alex. We're in charge. Are we though? I mean, <laughs> that's what I always ask myself. Who knows? Uh, oh my goodness. Are we really adults? <laughs> it's questionable sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seems questionable to me. <sighs> All right. So should we get into I it? I know that quote, but it's... I can't. It's Tarzan. It's Tarzan. Okay, It's when thanks. Turk... No. Uh, Tantor, the elephant. He's a little boy. He's like mm-hmm. a baby. And yeah. like, he's like, are you sure this water is sanitary? It looks questionable to me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I use... See, this is, this is how our relationship works. <laughs> Ellen has to remind me of all the quotes that... It would probably just be better. It would just probably be better if I stopped quoting pop culture all the time. But (laughs) unfortunately, that's not probably going to happen. Maybe be better if I like remembered anything that I ever watched and read, (laughs) so that I could, you know, be a normal human. But you know, that's fine. (laughs) You know, it happens. It is what it is. Okay. So. Okay. Do you want to go first? Favorite character. All right. Unsurprisingly, I couldn't pick just one. Mm-hmm. I did narrow it down to two, though, even though, really, I just want to say the Court of Dreams, because mm-hmm. I love them all so much. But that was the easy way out. So I narrowed it down <laughs> to two. <clears throat> um, my first favorite, or they're tied, really, is the short answer, but the first okay. one I'm going to tell y'all about <laughs> is Feyre. She's okay. just... Are you Southern now? What? <laughs> you said y'all. <laughs> I say y'all all the time. It's really? a good... Yeah, it's a good gender neutral form of address. Hmm. Okay. So I have... I say it a lot. Not hmm. all the time, but I do say it a lot. Anyways. Um, and so Feyre is mm-hmm. <clears throat> my... One of my favorites. Okay. Um... I, just in general, this book is such a beautiful tribute to healing, um, Mm -hmm. mentally, physically, um, and she goes through such, like, the first book, she goes through so much growth, right? But in this book is really where she becomes herself again, right? Like, Mm she, she doesn't fully heal and might not ever fully heal from everything that she went through under the mountain, Um, but she starts her healing process. She finds herself again and she comes into her own power. Um, so it just, it was a no brainer for me that she was one of my favorite characters. Okay. And then it should also be a no brainer to anybody who knows me that Reese is my other favorite character in this book. Mm -hmm. He is... Like, literal perfection. Like, it's, it is <laughs> it is so ridiculous how in love I am with this fake character. <laughs> like, and it's, uh, 
like I'm past being embarrassed about it because it's like you know what it's true like that's that's the beauty of books and book characters is that they make you fall in love with them and oh, he got me hook line and sinker <laughs> <laughs> you know it's he's funny, just it's funny you say that because my two favorite characters that's the reason why they're my two favorite characters <laughs> oh my god I'm so excited to hear about yours um yeah so it just just hook line and like he's just He's snarky, which I love. I love a good, like, repartee. Mm-hmm. Like, he's respectful. He's kind. He's selfless. Like, it's just, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like why isn't he real? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is, it is. I've I've read many books. We've read many books. I have fallen in love in love with many a male character in books. And like they've all given me a very unrealistic expectation of men, but like <laughs> kind of none so much as Reese. Like mm. I just he seems too good to be true even for fictional characters, you know? Like it's just it's a little <laughs> ridiculous. <sighs> so there's that. Um, mm. How about yeah. you? Who are your favorite characters? I want to hear your... your. Uh, I want to hear. So mine are Reese and Cassian. Because I just... I love them both so much. Right. Like you said, like everything about Reese that you said, just like times ten. Like yeah. he's, <laughs> he's just so amazing and even more so... For all of his, like, weaknesses and mm-hmm. his flaws. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, I'm just such a sucker for, again, like, snarkiness and, <laughs> like, sarcasm and, yeah. um, you know, making fun of each other. And so Cassian just, like... I can totally see myself just, like, flirting with that, like, hardcore, mm-hmm. right? Oh, for sure. Um, but also, too, like, I mean, it's hard to say this because all of the main characters in this book, not all of them, but, like, a lot of the main characters in this book are, like, very good people who mm-hmm. have amazing qualities. Right. Despite everything that they've overcome. Mm-hmm. Um... So it's hard to say that, like, that's one of the reasons why Reese and Cassian are my favorites, because that's seen throughout mm-hmm. um, other characters. But, I don't know, their their stories just, like, hit me that much more. Okay. Um, so that they, like, edge out other, other characters in that regard. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Okay. If there are any real men out there who find themselves <laughs> aligning a lot of their personality traits and characteristics with these two characters, you know, let me know. <laughs> We're here. We're waiting. Wait till the end of the episode and you can find out how to contact us. <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, Sometimes my gosh. I just think we're so pathetic. And then other times I'm like, no, it's great. It's fine. It's what... We're going to go with, it's great, it's cute, it's endearing. The end. We're yeah. so cute. We're super endearing. <laughs> mm-hmm. I 
think so. I think we're great. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what was your favorite part? Did you have just one? No. I did. I was able to narrow it down to two, though. So. Okay. Because okay. honestly, I could be like, yes, my favorite part was the whole book. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it is like it kind of helps that this book is like both of our favorites of this entire right. series. So it's yeah, it's. Well, I mean, I guess technically we should say so far. Yes, that's very true. Of the books um, that we've read in this series, it's our favorite. Right. Um. So, re- like a hundred percent, honestly, I could just say the whole book. Like it's just, uh, it's so good, but. Again, that's the easy way out. Just like saying the Court of Dreams is my favorite character. That's the easy way out. I can't do that. So I picked two parts. And it's really interesting because they're the two parts that also explain why my two favorite characters are my two favorite characters. Um, Or a good part. Like, it's not, there's so much more than just these two things. But, like, it's, like, my, the epitome of my favorite parts of each of these characters. Mm -hmm. So the first part is chapter 54. So it's the part where Feyre has found out that Reese is her mate and he's been keeping it from her. She leaves him. She goes to stay in the cabin and he comes, he finally comes, he's found her finally. And he comes and he tells her his story. And he tells her about, I'm I'm about to start crying. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) Um, He tells her his whole story about how like he's been lonely his whole life and and you know it, like in a different sense than like he's had people around him but he's been like lonely and then all of a sudden like a few years ago he gets this vision of this woman painting on a table and we find out and we know that that was Feyre and then like we talk they talk about um all of his like these little glimpses that he got of her of who she was of how, like, he knew her before he, knew, like, even met her. Like, and then it talks about him going to find her at Kalanmai, it Like, and everything that happened under the mountain. And it just, is just the epitome of him as a, like, who he is. And it's just so beautiful. And it's so sweet. And every time I read it, I just sob through the whole chapter <laughs> like I just I can totally just, see that it every time like honestly this is at least the eighth or ninth time I've read this book and still like just uh tears so that was is was always will be one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. and then it's funny because my other favorite part is also simultaneously one of my least favorite parts. <laughs> so okay. it's my favorite part because of Feyre. And it's my least favorite part because of what's actually happening in the world. <laughs> so my other favorite part is the attack on Valeris. And ah. I hate it because it's this attack on this beautiful city that Reese has done everything to protect Mm-hmm. And it's horrifying, and they're under attack. But I love it because it is Feyre yet again, kind of like in the first book, where my favorite part was her sort of being the epitome of the huntress that she was. Mm-hmm. This is her really sinking into who she is as this maid Fey. 
Like she's using all of the powers at her disposal. She's not thinking. She's protecting people who need to be protected. She's like a straight badass. Like, mm-hmm. um, um, and and what I love about it also is that right at the beginning, it starts with her and Cassian leaving the theater. They had gone to see like a concert together and I just think mm-hmm. that that's just so cute like the little French like ugh, their friendship is just pure gold and I love it so much but I just love mm-hmm. that like of all of the people she could have gone to this like I, I picture it as like an opera musical but uh-huh. or not but not musical like a uh, performance <laughs> but like of all of the people she could have gone to this opera concert with it's Cassian like that's just, another reason why I love him. Like he's such a good friend. Like oh, such yeah. a good But I also friend. I also picture him like really vibing to it. Like he was like all for it. Um so those are <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said like something to the effect of like, I don't really know that I understood that or like connected <laughs> with it, but <laughs> I, I like to think that he he's just plain like he's just like mm, trying to be manly trying to play it right? cool yeah, yeah he's like oh that was I don't even think I understood it but like on the inside he's like that was so beautiful <laughs> um so those are my two favorite parts and those are two really good parts how about you girl um, tell me tell me so I narrowed it down to one I definitely Ooh. was very close to picking part of the part that you you picked I guess maybe like a slightly larger version of it of um yeah like when they found out that they were mates and then her Mm -hmm. like processing everything in the cabin and all of her art and then Mm -hmm. going into him telling her the story and then she Mm -hmm. her giving him the food it was just (laughs) um but them getting together (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying I decided that that's not my favorite part oh okay um, my favorite part is Starfall. Oh, um, yes. Especially when they both get hit in the face with the, like, the stars. souls or stars or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. like, she smiles at him for the first time. And, mm-hmm. like, they both recognize, like, how important that moment is. And she paints mm-hmm. again for the first time. Mm-hmm. And... Like, her dress is beautiful, and you know how I am with fashion. I get it. Like, it's just yeah. something that I really connect to. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had had a fight earlier, and they, like, make up, and it's just in, like, a really. I don't want to say, like, healthy way, but yeah, they, like, talked it out. Like, why mm-hmm. Reese had stayed away, and they got onto like equal footing again and then also just the beauty of the entire scene of like the stars and everyone of Valeris like gathering to celebrate together and all just like the way that they describe the dancing as being like pure bliss and Mm -hmm. joy and like the fact that it's the last time that they could possibly all be together in Valeris, so the Court of Dreams is just and all together. Not only, not only is it time. the possible last time, and not only is it the possible last time, but it's the first time in fifty years that they've been able to do this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, so That's, there was a. I just like yeah, I, I just it. feel a lot in that that whole scene. It yeah, it just it gets to me. 
I mean, how can it not? It's, it's, yeah, that's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know I have multiple quotes. I know you have multiple quotes. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Ellen has some quotes. I, I tried really hard. And can I tell you, there were multiple times that I started typing something out and I'm like, okay, no, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a favorite quote. It doesn't have to be a favorite quote. (laughs) Um, maybe so I have, you should write all of them out and we should just, um, get like custom wallpaper created so you can have an accent wall with all of your favorite quotes, but you should do it for all of her books and just I like, like it. put it all together. I love it. I, I would have to do, there's so many other books too, though, that I don't know. We'd have to, we'll, we'll workshop it. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant idea. But no, okay. it's a good, I love it. Um, okay, so I have one, two, three, four, five. I have six favorite quotes. Okay. Five of them are like one-liners, so they'll be mm-hmm. really quick. One of them's yeah. a little bit longer, but we'll, it also it'll be quick. Okay. Okay, so my first favorite quote <clears throat> happens when Feyre has gone to the Weaver to collect this item for Reese, oh. and she's... Such it's a so good gross. scene, but it's also so just like my stomach just turns at so many. Aspects. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um. So she, and she figures out that her only so she goes in, she gets trapped. She figures out her only way to escape is up through this chimney. Mm-hmm. She's climbing up the chimney and she gets stuck and she starts panicking. Mm-hmm. Right? She's got some serious PTSD from under the mountain. She's mm-hmm. panicking. She's not sure she's going to make it out of there. And then. She has this moment where everything sort of clicks into place for her. And this is where my favorite quote comes in. Mm-hmm. And it, it says, I was not a pet, not a doll, not an animal. I was a survivor and I was strong. I would not be weak or helpless again. I would not, could not be broken, tamed. And I was like, yes, girl! <laughs> you know, I'm a sucker for, I'm a sucker for especially a female character realizing their own strength and their own power. Mm. And that was her first, her first step in this book, right? Is like she's, cause she's gone from everyone around her telling her that she can't do it. She won't be able to do it. She's, should just sit back. She shouldn't do anything. And she's finally like, wait, I, I can do this and mm. I'm going to do this. And I'm like, yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then she starts remembering that she has like physical strength too yes like right after that and like uh-huh oh my gosh her way out of the yeah. i know mm-hmm. she's such i love that's why so she's good. one of my favorite characters she's amazing yeah um okay next one um shortly thereafter uh more comes to talk to Feyre and tells her a little snippet of her story we find out more about it later but she gives her a little snippet of it mm-hmm. and Feyre says something to her along the lines of, like, it, you're amazing that you're like this after all that happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then she's like, and I have, it's really hard for me right now is basically what she says to Moore. And Moore says to her, there are good days and hard days for me, even now. Don't let the hard days win. And it's just such a simple and beautiful, again, you guys know me, I like a quote that can be applied outside of the book. And... It's just, it's, it's something that has sort of carried me through this pandemic because God knows it has been hard. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
and I just, it's one of my favorite, you know, it just, it's on my phone case. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, <laughs> Nobody... the, that's your phone case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just don't let the hard days win. But like, it's just, uh, it's just so good. And I get goosebumps every time I read it. <clears throat> um, then my next one. Ah, so Reese in the book, his name is spelled R-H-Y-S, right? My autocorrect, despite the number of times that I have typed his name into my phone, whether in notes or texting you about him uh-huh. or other people that have read the books. It's always it Reese's will... Cups, basically no, spelling. It never, it never remembers Reese. So it turned my note <laughs> into Feyre telling thus... She's sure about the letter, but it's Reese. So for a second, I was like, what did I even write? So Feyre writes this letter to Tamlin saying, I'm not coming back. And he's like, are you sure? Reese is like, are you sure? And she's like, yes. And then she says, I'm no one's pet. And I'm like, yeah, girl. No, you're not. No, you're not. (laughs) Just another, you know, proud moment of my girl. Uh Um. The next one comes when they're in the summer court, and she sort of, again, she's realizing her own power, uh, she being Feyre, um, and the quote is, no one was my master, but I might be master of everything if I wished, if I dared. And I was like, yeah, girl, you can, you can do it. <laughs> hmm, I wonder who one of your favorite characters is. In this I know, book. it's so weird. <laughs> um, and then my next one is also in, when they're in the summer court. And this is probably the one that I hear the most when people talk about this book. This is this quote. And um, Reese and Feyre are talking. Reese has admitted that he's jealous of Tarquin and how um, neutral he gets to be because he's part of the summer court. And, you know, she listens to him. They've sort of moved through this. And she says to him, to the people who look at the stars and wish Reese. He picked up his glass, his gaze so piercing, I wondered why I bothered blushing at all for Tarquin. Reese clinked his glass against mine. To the stars who listens, listen, and the dreams that are answered. And it's just, it's just, a, it's yeah. so good. Some of my favorite quotes are, like, the little pieces of that. Like, the, yeah. take out, like, the descriptors of the situation and yeah. just, like, the, what they say to each other. Um, yeah, those are some of my favorite quotes. Oh, it's just so good. And then so my good. last quote mm-hmm. is the longest, but it's the le- it's on the last page. And I'm just going to read it really quick, and then we're going to talk about yours, because I'm, I'm super to think, excited to hear yours. I'm trying to think what's on the last page. Oh, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tamlin scanned my face and finally nodded. We'll start over, do things differently. When you were gone, I realized I'd been wrong. So wrong, Feyre, and I'm sorry. Too late. Too damned late. But I rested my head on his arm as he slipped it around me and led me toward the house. It doesn't matter. I'm home now. Forever, he promised. Forever, I parroted, glancing behind. To where Lucian stood in the gravel drive. His gaze on... (laughs) His gaze on me, face hard, as if he'd seen through every lie. And if he knew of the second... As if he knew of the second tattoo beneath my glove and the glamour I now kept on it. As if he knew that they had let a fox into the chicken coop and he could do nothing. 
not unless he ever wanted to see his mate, Elaine, again. I gave Lucian a sweet, sleepy smile, so our game began. We hit the sleeping marble stairs to the front doors of the manor, and so Tamlin unwittingly led the high lady of the night court into the heart of his territory. Dun, dun, dun. Ah! And every time I read it, I'm like, <laughs> and I just, yeah, and it honestly, gets me so hyped up for the third book. Like, ooh, that one is amazing. But two, it's the chapter before that for me where I'm just like, yes, like, yeah. oh my God, it's going to be so good. Oh my God. Um, I so know. I should talk about that for sure. Oh, girl, don't worry. I've got plenty of notes. It's great. <sighs> Okay, I want to hear your favorite quotes. Okay. So, my first one is... Okay, so I can't remember the timing of this, of if he's told her about his tattoos yet. But I don't think so. On his knees? Yeah. I don't think... Uh, okay. I don't think he's told her that yet. Uh, okay. That, like... They're the reminder that he bows before, or kneels before no one but his right, crown. Right, right, right. Right. Um, yet, because they talk about that later when he's kneeling before her, like, once they're mated. Mm-hmm. But he To actually, do something else. We, we know. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he actually kneels before her before that, mm-hmm. too, when he's helping her um, get dressed and, like, put on, like, this... Like all these knives and things like that for mm-hmm. either the weapons the belt. Yeah, it's for the weaver. It's yeah. for the weaver. Um, and yes, he has not told her yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just I love that part because for a reread, you know that like him kneeling is like such a big deal, and mm-hmm. he's very casually doing it to like help her. Yeah, into this weapons belt, and so he's there and they're talking, and he. Um, is cupping the back of her knees when he says this. You are my salvation, Feyre. I know. It's so and good. I just... Oh, so good. It's so good. It's... Mm. I'm getting teary-eyed every time. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll just keep moving. <laughs> just keep moving on. Um, okay. I know. Ellen teary-eyed. What a weird thought. Yeah. So... My next quotes are, like, sections from the one that you read in the summer court. To the people um, who look at the stars and wish? Yeah, but, so yeah. I have, like, three separate ones. Um, okay. One comes, like, slightly before that. Okay. Um, when Reese is talking about how he was, like, jealous of Tarquin. And okay. he says, and he will never know what it is to look up at the night sky and wish. Mm-hmm. And then when Feyre says to the people who look at the stars and wish, and then Reese says back to her, to the stars who listen and the dreams that are answered. I know. It's just perfect. It's just so good. Mm -hmm. Do you have more favorite quotes? Yes, I do. I'm trying to... I was hoping that you did so that mine didn't seem quite so ridiculous. I think I moved through them pretty quickly, though. You did. You did. (laughs) I was impressed with that. Thank you. Um, I have a lot of other notes, so I wanted to make sure to not take up too much time on the on the quote section. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is um, when they're in the Court of Nightmares after 
Farah had been sitting on Reese's lap, and mm-hmm. they'd both gotten all hot and bothered. Um, yes. And she's talking about how, like, she finally feels awake from that, mm-hmm. like, for the first time in a really long time. Because as you talked yes. about, like, this is, you know, a journey of her healing from what she experienced in at the end of the first book. Um, and so part of I love this because it's a description of her how she felt like as she was healing and Mm -hmm. like as she was in the throes of like depression and PTSD from all this stuff and it says yeah made me feel as if I'd been asleep for a year slumbering inside a glass coffin and he and he had just shattered through it and shaken me to consciousness and it's like such a big moment like there are so many like very particular moments in this book that are like made blatantly clear that like she's making progress and yeah you know and like changing and you can really see it and it's laid out for the readers to just like soak up um, right and so that's that's one of those instances where i was like yes oh, wake so up good. wake up you can do mm-hmm. it um <sighs> okay and then where is this? I'm trying to figure out where in the book this is. So this is Feyre. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, so this is um, when they were attacked. And I forget what was this. They were like attacked. The third time in... they were attacked. And okay. It mm-hmm. was the it was like the full on ambush where all of the arrows pierced like Reese Ugh. and they took him and she tracks him down. Honestly, this is also like one of my favorite sequences in mm-hmm. the book too because um, oh she's just so amazing. But anyway, <laughs> she finds him. She like kills all of the captors and mm-hmm. torturers and she's starting to. Um, take the arrows out of his wings and so Mm -hmm. to distract him she's you know talking and saying all this stuff and honestly a lot of the things that she says are like very deep and very revealing and so Mm -hmm. I wonder like how much he's actually able to process it when he's in so much pain but yeah one of the things that she said is very much so like she's saying it as she's realizing these things about herself right um she says that I would be quiet and enduring and, and as faceted as the night sky, that I would have beauty, but for those who knew where to look. And if people didn't bother to look, but to only fear it, then I didn't particularly care for them anyway. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, even my, in my despair and hopelessness, I was never truly alone. I wonder if I was looking for this place, looking for you all. She was? Yeah. She was? Yeah. Cause... And he was looking for you? Mm-hmm. <sighs> you doing okay over there as I'm just like slaying you with Sarah J. Mass's amazing words? No. <laughs> okay. Yes, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all fine. Um my final quote really just gets to me because it's something that I connect to so much and I just need to remind myself all the time. Mm-hmm. 
we deserve each other and we deserve to be happy. And like, it's such a simple, short thing to say. Mm -hmm. But for Reese and Feyre, it means so much because they both doubt that that's something that they deserve. Right. Um, And that's something that I too like deal with that self-doubt um even though I haven't had the crazy pasts that they have <laughs> um, gosh I would hope not but uh yeah that's something that especially over the past couple of years like I've really struggled to recognize that like I am a human being and therefore like mm-hmm. I have worth and deserve to be happy like Absolutely. No matter what I've done or where I'm at, mm-hmm. like that's just some like intrinsic yeah, part of me that is worth it. So yeah, I really connected to that quote. I love it. And it's true. You deserve to be happy. Hey, thanks. You're welcome. <sighs> I just love this book so much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh so on my that gosh. note, yes, are you ready to dive in? Because I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of trouble sticking to even just talking about one part at a time because there's just so you could just ping pong between so many different things. Yeah, and mine's it's going to be a lot of ping ponging for yeah. sure. So get ready for a roller coaster. Sorry if it's incoherent and doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but it will make sense to us. <laughs> So hopefully you'll be able to follow along. It'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> whatever. It's fine. It's whatever. Oh my gosh. Uh, what to talk about first? I know there's so much. Um, I think, fittingly, we should talk about the fall of Tamlin. Mm-hmm. Because that's where this uh, it starts, right? Is we we start in the fall of the, the fall of Tamlin. <laughs> I like how epic that sounds. Um, and it's something that I. It's interesting because so when you first, I shouldn't say you. When I first read this book, I, we find so. We read the book, we see sort of what's happening in the beginning of this book. We see that he's um, restricting her movements. He's not telling her basically anything. He's not helping her. He, like, she's waking up in the middle of the night to, like, vomit on a nightly basis because she can't even sleep through the night. And there's even a part where she's, like, wondering, she's, like, he never gets up and moves. Like, he never, and, like, we all know, he's fae, he's awake. Uh That shit face is, like, he's just, like, oh, she can puke on her own. (laughs) Right? And it's just, like, um. Though, technically, it was their silent agreement that they weren't going to deal with it because then they would be letting Amarantha win. But that was, like, a shitty way to on the side, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a side note, was it an unspoken agreement or was it Tamlin decided and Feyre was like, okay, right? Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, you know, like, <clears throat> and on her end, it was an unspoken agreement that they weren't going to let Amarantha win. 
maybe that was his, like, we don't know inside his head. Maybe that was also what he was thinking. But maybe he was like, I don't know how to deal with this. So I'm just going to lay here. You know, like, Mm -hmm. we don't, you know, we don't know what's going on. But it's so easy in, in this book to be swept up by all of the shitty things that he has done. And there is no excuse for the shitty things that he does in this book. There is no excuse. But the I have found that the more I reread it, like I said earlier, the more I start to understand his character better. Mm-hmm. And I realized in this read through that I'm holding on to the other half of him, right? The the good half of him that restored her family's fortune and um tr- did try to get her to safety at the expense of everybody in mm-hmm. Prithian. And um I'm reminded and what gets me every time is later in the book um uh Reese and Feyre are talking about love and it's about the time that she sends the note right to to Tamlin and she's like you know he really loves me or whatever and Reese is like oh I you know basically he's like I don't doubt that but love can be a poison right and I think it's that's the very epitome of it right Tamlin was never taught how to love properly Right. Like he, mm-hmm. his only unfortunately, his only example was his dad. And we know from the first book that the love that his dad and his mom had was not healthy. Like he says it to Feyre. Mm-hmm. And then he's got his brothers who, by all accounts, were horrifying. Right. right? So like, you know, so it's 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 very interesting because the more times I read it, the much um, the much more clearer the the clearer it becomes that it's it's and I think you helped me fig- figure this out too because I was we were talking about it and you were like and I was like I just I get so mad at him she sends him that letter and then he f- f- royally fucks shit up right like mm-hmm. and you're like you're like well he doesn't know what we know right like he thinks that Reese has taken over her mind and I was like okay, good point. Again, it doesn't, it doesn't excuse anything that no. he does, but it does explain it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, but it's just so interesting because the, the more times I read it, I don't like him anymore, <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I get more and more ready for the possibility of a redemption arc. You know, mm-hmm. like, I get more and more ready for... For the glimpse of the Tamlin that we saw in the first one to outweigh the Tamlin that we see in the second book, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've been thinking about Tamlin a lot, too, because, like, as I said in our last episode, like, I typically find reading the first book, again, very hard because mm-hmm. it's you see him like he's portrayed in such a different light than what happens in like the rest of the series. And so it's very hard to not let what you know is going to happen cloud how you see what is currently happening. Mm -hmm. And so finally in like this reread, I was really able to 
take a step back and like not hate Tamlin anymore Mm -hmm. and like recognize all of the good things about him and yeah and then I got to the second book Mm -hmm. and I totally got swept up in like I told myself like you know look at how far you've come look at how much you've matured in terms of your interpretation of this character and being able to view it like in a more like open-minded and holistic way in terms mm-hmm. of just like accepting him and his shortcomings and understanding like where he's coming from and why he's doing things and that he's not like all terrible and then i just got caught up in the book and was like fuck tamlin like <laughs> i mean that's the thing though right is that it's it's you know it's it's it doesn't excuse it right like the fact that we know that he's better than this doesn't mean that he can't be held accountable for this uh-huh. havoc that he wreaks, you know? Yeah. Both in in his life, in Feyre's life, and then in the whole fucking world. <laughs> like, he really <laughs> royally forks shit up. Um, yeah, but at the same time, like, he was sacrificing his lands and his people for her yeah okay (laughs) it's 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 hard right like it's yeah he's sacrificing yet again see this is my problem that i have with him in the first book right like as someone who's not as a completely objective third party outsider with absolutely no personal interest in the matter Mm -hmm. um it uh um it's the part that gets me in the first book, right? Is that he sends Feyre away days before she can save the entire world. And it's like, it's, right? We talked about it. It's the trolley problem, right? It's like, I don't give two flying fucks as someone who's not in the middle of this love, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't get to put one person above everybody else like that's just not how it works like you don't get to damn everybody else because you love one chick who left you you know like it just (laughs) (laughs) um but then you know so yeah but at the same time there are those who also say that like love is sacrifice and the ultimate love is doing absolutely anything for the other person. Right. I, f- I feel like they probably mean like personally doing everything like for like that uh, for your, yourself. But I don't know. I've never had an epic love with a fave male before. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but I, I don't think that's going to happen for you in the future either. <laughs> well, I like to keep my options open mm, just in mm-hmm. case. Um, but I think you're probably right. No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's such an interesting, he's a very interesting character. And it's funny, so, you know, we talked about TikTok. And when I was on book TikTok before this new book came mm-hmm. out when I would watch TikToks about these books. There was one uh, TikToker 
uh, whose name I can't remember. Sorry, sir. Um, but he was talking about, he, I, I got to watch the journey as he read these books. I had already read them. It was super fun to watch him reading these. And I think that you love to do. I do. I love other people's reactions to things that I've already watched because I have such strong reactions. So I love Mm -hmm. like anybody who's like watches something with me that like I've already seen, they know very well the look on my face as I'm sitting there mostly just watching them, (laughs) not watching the movie so much. Um, yeah, uh, and he he gets to the end of the series, and um, no, I think it was the, maybe it was just this book. I don't remember, but he gets mm-hmm. to the end of at least this book, and he's like, "Don't get me wrong, he's not my favorite character because I like him." <laughs> he's like, "But Tamlin is my favorite character in this series because he is." She's like he or he was like. Sarah J. Ma- Mass. Ah! <laughs> I know, it's so hard now that we know that we've been pronouncing her name wrong. I know. It's ah. still hard to say it right. Mass, Mass, Mass. Um, He talked about how she did such an amazing job of creating this complex character that, because it would have been so easy to make you love him in the first book and then make you hate him in the second book and not have it make sense. But the beauty of her writing is that she makes us love him in the first book and hate him in the second book, but it makes sense. Like we, Mm -hmm. you can follow the steps and it's not just like he snapped or he went crazy or, I mean, maybe maybe a little bit, but like, you know, like it's, it's, you can follow the steps through it. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, Huh. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> interest. Like a very interesting. It must have been. A, I don't remember. Whatever. But it it has definitely helped me. It's kind of the beauty of Tamlin as a character is that you can you could sit. We could sit here and argue this all day, right? It's like. Mm-hmm. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, we know, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in in the future with him. Mm-hmm. I do. I do hope she writes a book about him. Like, I'm ready for him to find his mate and, like, get a new love who helps him heal and see the world in a different way. And At least we can hope that that's the case, right? Because we find out that mates are not always compa- – like, they're – right? We find out that that's mates true. are – That's true. I know, I know. But, like, I like to forget that and <laughs> – just think that like, because we mates get... are supposed to be like your actual soulmate kind of thing, yeah. and like just the universe knows, and so therefore it like it's just it's really unfortunate that we have this. We have it's really unfortunate that we have this stunning example in recent Feyre, where not only are they right because we find out that mates are um, supposed to be like the biological best mate for you, mm-hmm. um, and that sometimes you also get like compatible personalities but sometimes it's a shit show yeah right and so we get this beautiful example of it in recent Feyre where it's not a shit show so we can hope that that's the case for other mates like right at the end of this we find out that Lucian and Elaine are mates like what's gonna happen there like Mm -hmm. you know um and but hope what I hope for if we ever get a book about Tamlin and his mate 
is that it's someone who doesn't let him do what he was doing to Feyre. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, that's what I really hope. Yeah. So, yeah, he's just he's so interesting. Yeah, I think, I think he has a lot to learn. And if... For sure. If both of them hadn't been so broken... I don't think she would have let him walk all over her and she could have taught him a couple of things. Yeah. That's not the case. So he needs someone else to open his eyes up to the fact that like, even though he knew his dad was horrible and hated his dad, Mm -hmm. he's also ruling in a fashion very similar to his father. Girl, I have a note somewhere here um, around the time that they're doing the tithe. Right? And he's like, that's just how it's always been. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude. Yeah, like, how can you say this when you know that your father was, like, a terrible person? Like, not only did yeah. you hate him, but, like, you recognized that he was terrible. Yes. Right. He recognizes that he was terrible. And we all know that that's just the way it is, is not a valid excuse to do anything. That's how we've always done it. Okay. Mm. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's okay. Mm-hmm. That just means that we used to all be doing the bad thing. <laughs> like, <Yep>. like, <laughs> like, it just, I hate that excuse so much. Well, that's just how it's always been. I don't give two flying farts. Yeah, but at the same time, like, it, it's not an excuse but it's hard to go against the status quo, one. Mm-hmm. And two... But he makes the status like, quo. He he is the status quo. He gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah, but he probably doesn't see it that way. He probably well, sees it as like... Let I me need, talk to him. <laughs> I need to... Like, bring my court back together and like... yeah you know, help us heal. And this is the only way that I know how. True. I I mean, it's, that is, it is, that is accurate. You are correct. I just don't, it's not, I don't care. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, but also too, like, what one person sees as wrong, another person doesn't necessarily see as wrong. Or maybe they subconsciously, like, there's a little nagging voice in the back of their head saying, oh, this might not be right, but that doesn't necessarily change what they're going to do in terms of, like, your whole thing of, well, this is a bad thing, so therefore your excuse that it's, that's how it's always been, so therefore it's okay, isn't an excuse, but... Not everyone sees the same things as being bad and true, but know, that doesn't end. just because two sides of the same two sides don't see it as being it bad doesn't mean that they're both valid things, right? Like slavery, the South sure didn't see it as a bad thing, but it was like you know, like it's. Well, yes, it's... yeah, that's the thing, though, is, like, slavery was terrible, and it shouldn't have happened, 
But at the same time, we can't just say that every single person who owned slaves was therefore the most terrible person in the entire world and doesn't deserve, like, anything. I didn't say he doesn't deserve anything. I'm just saying I don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, and it goes, of course, it goes back to that whole conversation we had in the last episode, right, of people who do bad things. We have such a black and white mentality about it, right? Mm -hmm. People who do bad things do bad things, it does not inherently make them a bad person. Now, certainly, there are bad people who do bad things, and they are inherently bad people, even if they have moments of not badness. Uh-huh. But yes, of course, nothing's black and white, except for newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Sunday. Because uh, <laughs> then you get the comics in color. Um you know, so it's, it, I mean, it's certainly true that it's, you know, and the other side of it, right, is that especially Tamlin's court is very, like, we talked about it last time, it's very feral, right? Like, it's very, um, I don't want to say primitive. Um, it's very, yeah, feral, I guess is probably the best word. Like, and it's and it's very reminiscent of, like, To a point, of course, besides, like, the magic and stuff like that. It's very reminiscent of, like, medieval Europe, right? Like, it's very much, he's the lord, he's in charge. What, excuse me, whatever he says goes. You pay your tithe. If you can't pay, you die. Like, Mm -hmm. it's very, like, it is, it is very, um... Like, certainly, it has been, it, it is reminiscent of where our real world has been in its history. But it's really hard when it's juxtaposed against Valeris, right? Yeah. Which is, I mean, Valeris is, I would even go to say, a step farther into what we as a world should become or strive towards. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I don't think we're anywhere near that. Um, But it's hard to, when they're both, especially when they're both in the same book, like it is, it is very hard to come to terms with one side versus the other when they're like, they're so, like they're so different, mm-hmm. and it's very hard to be like, it's it's hard to not be like, well, this one's bad and this one's good, right? Like, uh-huh. when it should say this one has flaws. Some serious flaws, mm-hmm. but flaws, but maybe it's not inherently bad, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's. I think that is a really good segue into talking about Reese and Tamlin and the mm-hmm. very different ways that they deal with and interact with Feyre. Yeah. Like, I. I don't want to say that it's so telling because like all of them are going through stuff and are trying to heal on their own and first of all not everyone makes good decisions all the time but it's even harder to make a good decision when you're really struggling mm-hmm. and so like I can see 
like why Tamlin did the things that he did and why he thought they were the right things and how yeah. he thought that like letting Feyre throw up every night like wasn't great but like he thought that avoiding it was the right answer mm-hmm. like we know as outsiders that that wasn't the right answer right and we know as someone who's reading the book from Feyre's point of view <laughs> right right and so then seeing Reese coming to her and like holding her hair and rubbing yeah. her back and mm-hmm. like giving her choices and like always asking her like not the two things one giving her choices versus Tamlin taking charge of everything but right. then two treating her as an individual with her own thoughts and feelings versus just like treating her as like property an object yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think that's where you really like yes it's hard to watch tamlin's and Feyre's relationship fall to the low that it did but i think it just becomes that much worse once she starts interacting with Reese and you see a different way of dealing with her mm-hmm. and how you actually see how it can be different and more helpful yeah. to her and yeah. better for her versus just seeing yes. her in a bad situation. Ugh. You know? Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, yeah. So, Yeah. You're so that's welcome. the interesting thing. I was just super <laughs> Thank you. deep there. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 also it's the thing that you don't realize until sort of Reese points it out to her multiple times, but um sort of the first time is after his grand entrance at her wedding, which <laughs> let me tell you, every time I read that part. I like, I squeal a little bit. Like, usually on the inside now, but like the first time I read it, it was definitely out loud. Like, it was definitely like, ooh! Now mostly it's on the inside. But, so she's about to get married to Tamlin, right? And, oh my god, this, even the first time I read this, this made me so mad. So, her one request, she's let Ianthe plan the whole thing. She doesn't give two flying fucks about the wedding. She is spiraling into horrific depression and PTSD. She doesn't care. She like, and, but Ianthe asks her what color flowers and Feyre has one motherfucking request for her entire wedding for her whole. Exactly. She's, she is letting Ianthe dress her in this ridiculous dress that made Tamlin cry. He was laughing so hard. That dress, like that that dress, <laughs> and the gloves and yeah. the flowers. Those three were just like the triumvirate of just yeah. like making my so, rage boil over. Yes. So like so she is she has let Ianthe do whatever the hell she wants, and she has one request: no red. And what is that motherfucking? lady do she puts red motherfucking flowers on this this on her 
on the walk down, like, on the aisle. So she's, yes, she's thank walking you. I was, to I was about to say runway. She has yeah. these petals of just, like, sprinkled red in her way. And, and she mentions that there's a, a puddle of them that didn't quite, like, fall as they were supposed to. So it looks like a pool of blood at his feet. So she starts very uh, understandably panicking because it looks like a pool of blood and she's got some horrific PTSD. And so she starts panicking and she's like, no, 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 no. And she's like, someone save me. And then this is one of my notes. It is like, this could be my one. I mean, like I said, this whole book could be my favorite part, but I just love, like, I love a dramatic person. I love a dramatic entrance. And like, this could not have been more dramatic. And it's so Reese and it's so beautiful. (laughs) And I love it so much. So she is panicking mm-hmm. and she says, you know, I tried to get my traitor's lungs to draw air so I could voice the word no, no, but I didn't have to say it. And here it comes. Thunder cracked behind me as if two boulders had been hurled against each other. People screamed, falling back, a few vanishing outright as darkness erupted. I whirled and through the night drifting away like smoke on a wind, I found Resand straightening the lapels of his black jacket. Hello, Feyre darling, he purrs. Oh, I love that he says Feyre darling. Like, just... anyone can call me darling now. Like, that's not an endearment <sighs> that I would, like, think of responding to. But the way that he just says it with her name I know. Is just... I just... <gasps> oh, my gosh. It just... Every time. See, and did you notice what I did as soon as I finished reading it? I leaned back and what did I do? I squealed. Like, I just can't. (laughs) I just, oh my God, he's so dramatic and I just love it so much. Um, And so he takes her back. This is the first time he's calling her in on her bargain, Mm -hmm. right? It's been three months. He hasn't called in the bargain. He brings her back. um, And even then... He's explaining to her that he did it, one, because she didn't know she was doing it, but she was calling for help. And two, because he was basically trying to fix it because he knew that Tamlin was about to realize that she was about to reject him in front of all of his people. And so he saves her, right? And he's like, now you can blame it on me, right? Uh. Which, my be- my beautiful, selfless baby. Um but then, be one still of my, my beating heart. I know. But then, one of my favorite, recent favorite moments happens. The shoe. Oh, she throws the shoe at him, and it hits him. Like that's that's the best part is that he doesn't see it coming, and she hits him with her shoe. And In then the by head. the time, yep. right, and then by the time he turns around, she's got her second shoe off, and she's ready to launch it at him, and he's like. Uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. But <laughs> I just, it is one of my favorite moments because it's a moment where we see a flicker of the old Feyre again, right? Mm-hmm. Like we start, we, we not even start, but we, we just, for a moment, we see that fire back in her, herself. Um, and then... We meet more, and I love her to pieces. She's beautiful and vibrant, and she's so kind to Feyre immediately. Mm-hmm. Like, that beautiful moment where, like, we meet her right away, and 
she like is immediately calling her friend and like she gets favorite to like almost laugh right mm-hmm. and like i know and what i noticed is like so it's in this hardcover copy it's on page 59 where she's like i i tried not to smile or whatever and like pages before like the night before her wedding she sees tamlin laughing and she can't remember the last time she laughed mm-hmm. she has now been in the night court for minutes <laughs> or no hours because i guess it's the next morning but she has been at the night court for hours and already she's al- she's almost smiling mm-hmm. right like and it's just these she's a sarah's a genius because it's these tiny things that you don't pick up on that the first time you read it mm-hmm. right you pick up on it multiple times after reading it right like yeah. uh, it just they're just so good for her alex <laughs> Yeah, this book um, has so many layers. It's like an onion. Mm-hmm. And an ogre. Everybody loves parfait. <laughs> um. So. Um. I have a note here that just says, oh, get over yourself. <laughs> and, and then a page number. And now I'm like, what? It's another one of those instances where I'm using my notes a little bit like a diary and I'm like, I should have maybe given myself a little bit more information <laughs> to go off of there. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, she says, oh, get over yourself. <laughs> okay. So oh, it's that's the part- right. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Right. So she's now come back from her first visit at the night court. And this is also after the tithe. He, and so Tamlin's already mad at her for giving the water wraith mm-hmm. some jewelry. And um, they're all at the dinner table. And Lucian is... I Can I tell you? I hate these first chapters because of all of the pain, mostly that Feyre is going through. Um, but I do love all of these instances where it's like her and Tamlin going toe-to-toe and... Lucian is always there, and I just picture him being like, I'm really uncomfortable right now. (laughs) Right? Because we've all been in that situation where we've been around a couple who's fighting, or like when we were younger, we'd like go to our parents' house, and like maybe they were not our parents' house, our friend's house, and like maybe our friend was like fighting with their parents Mm -hmm. or siblings. And like we've all been in those situations where we're like, I wish I could just disappear right now. Um, so I like to just picture him every time, like, it's like, and Lucian was there, but Tamlin and I were fighting, and I'm always like, oh, I'm sorry, Lucian. <laughs> um, and so they're talking about the ties. Tamlin's super mad about it. Lucian's like, she didn't mean any harm. And he's like, I know you didn't mean any harm. Apparently that's how Tamlin talks in, oh, okay. in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then she accidentally slips into Lucian's mind, which is very fascinating. And, um... She gets up before she's done eating, and Tamlin says, we're not finished with this meal. And she goes, oh, get over yourself. Um, and then she storms out of the room. And um, what I liked, because again, we see it a couple times in the first book where she sort of, sort of stands up to Tamlin, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, it's just another moment of of maybe... There's that old favorite. Like, maybe she's coming back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then she spends more time in the spring court and it goes away again. 
Yeah. Can we talk about Lucian for a second? Of course. Because... I, I love talking about Lucian. <laughs> because honestly, sometimes in reading this book, I'm almost more mad at Lucian than I am at Tamlin. Interesting. For... Because... Tamlin doesn't necessarily see what's happening because in his relationship because he's in his relationship. But Lucian's a bystander and is there and is seeing mm-hmm. what's happening. And she pleads with him multiple times to help her. And he really doesn't. Like he and I and I know that's hard because like similar to Tamlin, like he thinks this is the way things need to be done. Or like he recognizes that what Tamlin's doing is wrong, but he still thinks that for the greater good, like it's okay mm-hmm. that he's doing this when that's that's not okay. And I think I just I'm just so disappointed by him. So I totally understand that. But let me tell you about a little realization that I had in one of my read-throughs. And it was that people who abuse other people, right? Like we see Tamlin doing to Feyre, often don't abuse just one person. And Lucian, in different ways, but Lucian is also a victim of... Tamlin's harshness and his um, sort of his like maniacal claim on control. Like we see multiple times in the first part where Lucian's like, I'm going to, I'll talk to him. Like, I'll try to talk to him. I'll try to talk to him. But he just gets shut down. Like Lucian has no real power. Right. And like you were saying, unfortunately, um, Lucian comes from a very similar family to Tamlin. <laughs> I forgot his name for a second. <laughs> um, and, um, but the side note is Tamlin was there for Lucian when no one else was there for Lucian, when his entire family was hunting him down and trying to kill him, except for like his mom. <laughs> but like, his six brothers and his dad, right? Yeah. And um, he probably also has a much deeper well of good memories of Tamlin that don't sit quite as well with the bad memories of Tamlin, right? Or the bad things that Tamlin is doing right here. So it's very difficult, but... I was telling you this before we started recording that in this read through, I realized something that I had not realized in any of my other read throughs. Mm -hmm. And it's about Lucian. So when Lucian comes to the night court, right? And he finds her in the woods. Uh Uh-huh. Right? He, um, um, so, right, he shows up. He shows up with, like, four sentries. Um, and he says something to her. 
And I literally like almost dropped my book. I was like, how did I never see this before? So he shows up. He's trying to get her to come home with him. He's trying to get close to her so that he can touch her and and winnow her Mm -hmm. at least far enough away from Reese that Reese can't immediately come catch them. Right. And um, he and and then in realizing this, I realize that he is just as powerless in this situation as Feyre ever was. Um, he takes a step towards her. She realizes that they're trying to like herd her together, like they've surrounded mm-hmm. her. And she says, "Don't I breathed touch me?" And he says to her, "You don't understand the mess we're in, Feyre. We, I need you home now." And I realized he tried to warn her that Tamlin was going to the King of Highburn. He, and he realized he had no control over this situation. And the only thing to stop it would be her coming home. And I almost, I, I almost dropped my book. I was like, oh my God. He literally has zero power in this situation. Tamlin is such a tyrant, right? She also has that moment where she talks about, like, if Reese ever did this, Cassian and Azrael would figure out a way to, like, get her out of, right? But, like, Tamlin has never given Lucian the things that Reese has given Cassian and Azrael, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he doesn't, he does he has no say in the matter. So he can't do it. But also, he has zero power in the spring court. Any power that he has stems directly from Tamlin. Because he's no longer the High Lord's son. He's like he's been disowned by, you know, without him, he's nothing. So it makes me less angry at Lucian mm. the more times I read it. And the more times I realize that he is not he is a, a victim in a very in sometimes a similar way and in a very different way to Feyre. I mean, I guess those are all really good points. Um, I don't know that it changes the way that I feel about him, though. Like, That's okay. I, I it's still... hard because I, I love I love Lucian. I, you, he was one of my favorite characters in the first book. Uh-huh. It's hard for me to fully let go of of that um and i think there's more to him than we see right and we and we just mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know i i do understand totally what you're what you're saying and what you're coming from yeah i wouldn't mind um seeing more of him in right? future books like even though i'm not feeling so great about him now <laughs> doesn't mean I wouldn't be open to having my mind changed to say yeah. J-Mass. So, hint, hint, wink, wink. Because <laughs> she's definitely listening. Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh, yeah, because we have enough followers and are popular enough for the actual authors of our books that we're talking about to listen to us. Yes. I don't even know that, that we have ten that people accurate. who listen to our podcast every time. I don't even know if we have well, five people who listen to our podcast. Podcast. A good chunk of my family listens every episode, so... Really? They actually listen? Yeah. yeah. So I listen to all of our episodes. 
My mom listens to all of our episodes. My Aunt Moira listens to all of our episodes. I think my cousin Josie listens to at least some of them. Um, I've definitely been like, maybe not this one. Because she's like 11. So ah, that's <laughs> like, fair. Some of what we talk about is maybe a little right. too... Um, um, so like, there's yeah. that. Um, okay. I think my brother Sam, like plays them in the background like I don't know that he's like particularly listening to them but he subscribes at the very least so he you know so that's like that's like five people there okay (laughs) yeah my family subscribes to it I think my grandma listened to our first episode and then after that when we were talking about specific books it was more like well I don't know anything about this book, so why is this yeah interesting to me yeah um, That's when you say, don't worry, Grandma, we'll just tell you the whole book anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Okay, what? I'm just looking at my notes. I oh, I yeah, wanted to. One, one of my notes here is how Tamlin, at least in the part right before... She gets taken to the night court for the second time. Mm-hmm. So still before he does the horrific locking her in the house. Right. Um, but it's, uh, it was interesting to me. It was, it's a, he's a very classic signs of an abuser, right? He does something where he flies off the handle, restricts her yells at her, does something, and then comes back up to her, all lovey-dovey, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I'll never do it again, it's gonna get better, and then shit doesn't get better, right? Like, it's very classic abuse science. And this part, specifically, is the one that really is just, like, it feels like, to me, that it's just, like, hitting you over the head with it. And it's the part where they had that fight where she's like, get over yourself, she storms off, but then he never comes to bed. So she goes to find him, and he's in his study, and he's bought her a present, right? And they're talking, and she opens up to him like you should be able to do to many people in your life, but specifically to your romantic partner. And she says to him, I'm drowning, and you might as well be shoving my head underwater. And he loses it right that's the part where he like shatters the whole study and she like shields herself and like that was like if I hadn't already been feeling like Tamlin was falling from my graces that that moment was the penultimate nail in the coffin mm-hmm. with of course the final one being him locking her in the house right um but what i find so interesting is that so shortly after that reese comes to take her back for her second week right and within seconds so he shows up in the morning right and he and tamlin are fighting in the hallway and favor opens the door and peeks her head out right because like she's like in a blanket or whatever and he turns to her and within seconds reese sees exactly what's happening, that she's lost a ridiculous amount of weight, that she's wasting away. And he says, like, are you guys running low on food here? Like, why has no one helped you? Right? And, like, it goes to what you were saying, right, of the whole 
how he and Tamlin react to Feyre. Mm-hmm. Right? And how they interact with Feyre. Because then, of course, he takes her back and immediately he starts doing what he does best, which I love, which is, like, trying to get her angry or trying to get her to snap at him. To, trying like, to just bring... bring out any type of emotion. Yeah. And, and this time she can't do it. Like, she just can't do it. And there's the heartbreaking moment where she realizes, like, in his eyes, he's like, come on, like, play with me. Like, do something. And she just can't do it. And every time I'm like, oh, like, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know what I've been thinking this entire, not this entire time, but um, since you first said this, that he's abusing her. Yeah. I don't think I recognized that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, yeah, no, like, he's not treating her well. Like, he's not dealing with his shit well. And... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess I didn't equate it to abuse, but it really, it totally is. It's it's emotional abuse. It's... Um... That's interesting. I I don't think I recognize that right away. I think that was definitely something that came with like rereads. Uh-huh. Um and then it also came from me really also getting into like true crime and so like really understanding because unfortunately we don't talk about emotional abuse a lot in our modern society, yeah. right? Like we talk about physical abuse or sexual abuse, yeah. which well not that we talk about either of those things very much. Well, right. <laughs> but like if if we right, happen right, to right. be talking about abuse, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be emotional abuse. And they're all horrifically detrimental in a variety of ways. And but it's something that you see more of if you're like into true crime and mm. serial killers <laughs> and sh- shit like that. Um so yeah, I don't think I noticed it right away either, but like it just Yeah, it's that's exact it, you know, it's it's horrific and sad and unfortunately exactly what's happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so my next note is about Tamlin locking her in the house. Um and I was trying to think back to the first time I read it. And I think <laughs> The only thing that I can say about it was I didn't think it would go that far. Like, everything that he was doing to her. Like, I remember the first time I read it just being like, oh my god. Yeah, like, I think I think I was completely shocked that yeah. that occurred. Like, I... I couldn't fathom him doing that because I think the first time you read it, you're still seeing him in the light of how he was in the first book and how you love this character. And so you're trying to come up with excuses for his current behavior. Mm -hmm. And Feyre's coming up with excuses for his Mm -hmm. behavior. You know? like, And so that's the, the beauty of the fact that it's in... What did we decide this was in? First person. First person? Yeah. Like, the fact that this book is in first person is that we are getting her side of it, right? And so, yeah, it's just, I just remember being like, are you so, like, dense that you don't realize that this is, this is it? Like, you, 
you have ruined everything. Like, there is no coming back for you two from this. And, like, Feyre doesn't realize that right away either. Like, you know, like, she... She knows that she doesn't want to be there, but she doesn't know if she's going to go back. She doesn't know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I just like, oh my God. It just, yeah. Every time I read it, I'm like, it's kind of, it feels like um, you're like on a, a runaway train and you can't stop mm-hmm. and you know it's about to happen and you just wish like somehow that you're going to turn the page and that's not what's going <laughs> to right have happened like somehow you wish the book would change itself mhm uh, oh yeah um this actually just reminded me of one of the things we had talked about in our last episode yeah that i mentioned that i couldn't mention on the podcast because it would have been a spoiler for this <gasps> yes for this book I want to know. Good remembering. That, yeah, I know that the first book reminds me of Frozen because sure. the first time you watch Frozen is a completely different experience than any other time after that, right? Yes. The first time you read A Court of Thorns and Roses is completely different than any other time you're going to read it yes. because you end up knowing things about characters in the next book that just right. like completely they alter it forever yes exactly yeah. and so like with hans like at first you're like oh my god they're in love like they're so they cute. finish each other's sandwiches yes, it's so amazing <laughs> and then you just can never get that same feeling back again. Like when they sing yes. their song together, you're just like, no, 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 no. He's just trying to get her so that he can have like a place to rule. And <sighs> yeah, I will never forget going to see that movie and just the sheer outrage from the adults in the theater. When that happened, there was a man in a man, like a full grown adult man who, you know, the part where he's like, if only someone loved you or whatever he said, the man jumped out of his seat <laughs> and in and in a children's movie, he yelled, oh, shit. <laughs> and like, of course, I, that's what I was feeling. Like, I felt it on the inside. Like, I was like, I get it, sir. Like, but there's but like, like families in the theater. Like, the oh, yeah. Theater also, families. I'm pretty sure that he was there with his family. Like, I don't think he was just a lone man at a Disney movie. Um, But I just, I just, because you don't see it coming. No. And as a side note, my dad, my dad, Ben, he, after I went to see it with them, I think you were there, actually. Yeah, when I we saw that with our movie family. three times in theaters. That's the most yes. times I've ever seen a movie in theaters. Same. <laughs> a lie flat lie um (laughs) uh, i also saw it quite a few times i think i saw it even more than that but yes but you and i went to see it with my family for the first time Mm -hmm. and like we were just talking about i love watching reactions so i was so ready for them to um because what had you and i both seen it previously and then your family hadn't or was that yeah i had already seen it twice okay because i had gone to see it with my coworker Ashley for the first mm-hmm. time. 
And then I think you and I went to see it. And then we had been out and about and my family texted and was like, do you and Alex want to come see Frozen with us? And uh, we were like, yeah. So we went and we yeah. met up with them. And and so my dad, at the end of the movie, I was like, we were all talking about it. And my dad was like, I totally saw it coming. And I was like, no, you did not. Like, t- nice try. And he was like, no, like, there was no villain. And I was like, oh, shut up. Here. Yes. Like- yeah. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, shut up. No, there was a villain. It was the Duke of Wesselton guy. Like, mm-hmm. that's who you think's going to be the villain. And yeah. so to this day, he still's like, oh, I totally saw it coming. And I'm like, no, no way. No, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's what makes it even worse. Like, not only can you no longer feel the same things that you felt the first time you saw the movie or read these books. Yeah. But that you just, like, didn't see it coming, like, at all. Yeah. I just, I remember wanting to do exactly what that man did in my movie theater the first time I saw it and just be like, oh, shit. (laughs) (sighs) That's a a great analogy for for these these books here. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Um, So my next note just says... Bat boys with like seven exclamation points. So um, was that your in when we were first introduced to Cassian and Azrael? So that was the first time that we're introduced to them by name, right? So like she, uh, at least this point here, because this is the point where they're about to have dinner together, right? Mm-hmm. And so like the night before, she had heard them talking, but like she never like was like actually introduced to them right and it just this was the moment it's so funny because it's it's not the first time that you hear cassian talk but it's like the first time cassian is talking to Feyre, and like like that i was like i love him he's perfect he's amazing and she um so it says he it's it starts with reese at the end of one chapter and then goes into the next one and reese is like they're doing the, they're trading the, the thought for a thought mm-hmm. thing, right? And she I gave him that. five. Yes. Yeah, me too. And she gave him five. And he's like, that's five. I owe you more, but we're going to do that later. And then it says, because the two winged males from earlier were standing in the doorway, grinning. And I'm like, yes, they are. And then um, she starts talking about them and she's like, man, this race of Illyrians must be like, really attractive because these two guys are super attractive and Reese is really attractive and and then my favorite probably one of my favorite Cassian moments he's and it says the slightly larger of the two his face masked in shadow chuckled and said come on Feyre we don't bite unless you ask us to (laughs) but then I love that immediately Reese is like last I heard Cassian no one has ever taken you up on that offer like (laughs) <sighs> um, and so I just, great. it just, like, immediately you just, like, more, right? Like, the first time you meet her, immediately you're like, oh my god, I love her. She's so great. She's amazing. She's, and, like, for me, at least, the first time we meet Cassian and Asriel, I'm like, oh my god, they're amazing. I love them. This is end of, you know, end game. Like, whatever. Um, and then I noticed a part in this when they're all eating dinner together. They all get plates of food, right? <laughs> and... Amran doesn't eat food. And there's this adorable part where Cassian takes her plate, 
takes half of her food and then hands the rest to Azriel and he takes the rest of the food. And I was like, what? Like, this is the cutest. Like, clearly they do this all the time. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God, it's just so cute and I love them so much. <laughs> I know. Oh my They're gosh. They are the absolute best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. My next note is about the bone carver. What about, do you want to talk about him? Yes, I do. So, I have to say I'm very frustrated that we can't fully talk about the bone carver because that would be a huge um, spoiler for the next book. Right. Um, but yes, let's talk about the bone carver to the extent so that we really can talk my about only, the bone carver. My only note about this is, <laughs> it's like this is the part where we get some real truth bombs from Feyre, right? Like, and it's oh my gosh, super it's so heartbreaking. It's so heartbreaking. But my favorite is Reese's big truth bomb. Right? So, she, so, <laughs> Feyre has, like, laid her soul bare for this bone carver, right? To get all this information that they need. And then the bone carver is like, okay, Reese, now you tell me something no one knows. And, like, even in the book, Feyre's like, I'm getting ready. Okay, this is going to be, this is going to be intense. Like, if it's something nobody knows about Reese, like, oh my god, this is going to be horrible. And then Reese is like, my knee hurts when it rains. Like, I ru- <laughs> From an old injury. <laughs> And it's just, it's so quintessentially Reese. Like, it's just. Mm, Yes. And I love how the bone carver, like, reacts to Reese and how he's like, yeah, you're, you're, like, smarter than everyone else. And, like, you're my favorite. Yeah, like, you've always, you've always been my favorite High Lord. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. I just, oh, my God. Like, he's just, he's so irreverent, too. Like, that's what I, another thing that I just love about Reese is just, he's just like. Yeah. But what a creative way for Sarah J. Moss to... Mass. Dang it. (laughs) For Sarah J. Mass, I have to remember, this is what I tell myself. It's Sunday Mass, not Moss to Choli. Because... I think I think of Massachusetts. Yeah. I don't know but why don't know. Sunday Mass is what I think of and why Mastacholi <laughs> is how I think of how I used to pronounce her name slash apparently still pronounce her name. Um, but anyways, I thought it was a very interesting way for f- us and Reese to learn all of this stuff about Feyre mm-hmm. instead of just having them have like a very a heart deep heart to heart or something yeah. like that. Like, mm-hmm. this is a different way that she has to reveal some of the horrors that she went through and how, like, the readers finally really see, like, how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because some of the things we already know, right, mm-hmm. as being the ones reading it from her point of view. Right. But, like, some of the beauty of it is... Especially in a reread, once we know that Reese is her mate, right? And at this point, he knows it. She doesn't, right? And so some of the beauty of it is his reaction to some of the things that we already know, right? Like his his 
and him trying not to react because they're in front of this immortal whatever this thing is, right? And, um, yeah, it's just, it's brilliant. Yeah, just um, his, his reaction just cut me to the quick. Is that, is that yeah. the right phrase? Yes. I think so. It comes from trimming animal nails. Oh. Because they have, they have a quick, and if you cut to the quick, um, it, it doesn't, uh, they can't, the blood doesn't clot by itself, so they just bleed and bleed and bleed and bleed. And so that's what the oh. thing comes from, is when you're cut to the quick, you just... Oh my mm-hmm. god, you learn new things every day. I hope our that's listeners learned something new today, because Welcome I Welcome to our podcast. Did. We talk about books and animal nail trims. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the his reaction to her... Um, what I'm looking for. Confession? Yeah, I guess. And uh, it wasn't that it. But yeah, basically confessing that like she thought about taking her own life. Um, or that she she was going to. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it had not been Tamlin. Mm-hmm. And his just utter devastation. Yes. Um, And then I, I wonder... Also want... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, That's okay. Because I'm trying to remember... The first time we read this book, that I think I was completely taken by surprise when you find out that they're mates. Like, I don't think I saw it coming at all, even though there are like a ton of signs that, like, something there's something more between them, um, mm-hmm. and that their bond isn't just like their bargain bond. But, right. like, I totally didn't see it coming. Mm hmm. So I'm trying to remember, like, my reactions to all of these things. And I think it's just, like, that much worse that you know that they're mates. And so, like, he's yeah. just struggling oh, to yeah. bring his mate back from the brink of, like, yeah. utter destruction. And Ugh. Yes. Yeah. And like before not only you're is... just like, oh, he's her friend. Like he's trying to help her out. Like you don't mm-hmm. really know why. Like you think, it's and like maybe he you think like, and like maybe they'll get together. Yeah, right? like, but like he needs her so to help with his plan, mm-hmm. and so therefore like he's helping her out. Right? Like yeah. little do you know that like he knows that this is his mate, and right. it's just like gutting him every time. Yeah, and I think the beauty of it though is that he. Still would have done it if she wasn't his mate. I know, because he's that good of a person. I know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Speaking of really cute, really amazing things, I want to really quickly talk about Amrin in this little part here. Okay. So, yes. right, they try to go They try to go to the prison once. Feyre can't do it. Mm-hmm. Totally understandably. And Amrin, being the irreverent little shit that she is, comes storming into her room the next morning, throws this amulet at her, and is like, this is how I got out of there. If you're wearing it, they can't keep you. Mm -hmm. So Feyre wears it, and she goes there, and then she finds out that it's just a fucking amulet. Like, and Amrin, like, and it's so And the way that Amrin tells her to yeah she's like oh it's fake yeah she's like how how did you think this was real like what are you talking about of course it wasn't real 
And like, and it's so funny because Amryn is like one of those characters, and I kind of love these kind of characters where like she's got that hard shell, but she's all soft and gooey on the inside. Like she's like she lets Cassian and Azriel eat her food. She does this for Feyre at the end of the book when they come back from Highburn and Feyre is not there. Amryn oh, is Amryn is the one who's like go. Go get her. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, like, she's you like, go get her. Where is she? Where is yeah. she? Oh, God. That yeah. chap, that whole chapter just, like, killed yeah. me. Like, it just, it's, Amryn is so, I just, she's so fascinating in her, like, right? Because she's not high fae. Like, what is she? She acts very grumpy one and, like, way. standoffish. And she is, like, and I think truly she also is those things, Mm -hmm. but, like, way deep down, she's, like, a little old marshmallow, you know, like, (laughs) and it's just, I just, oh my god, it's so adorable. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, so so shortly after that, Reese and Feyre are taking a walk through Valeris, and she finds out that he was the one who sent her the music in the first book. And I remember uh-huh. when I read this, I read when I read this the first time, like immediately just tears. Like I was just like immediately because he says to her, she's like, "Why did you do it?" And he says, "Because you were breaking and I couldn't find another way to save you." And to this day in all my rereads, I don't like full out cry, but every time I get teary. Like I'm just like, "Why aren't you real, Reese?" <laughs> Yeah, Ugh, I just there are so many big reveals like in this book that yeah. like you totally don't see it coming, and it just like hits you every time, even once mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My next note is just the disappearing notes! Exclamation <sighs> point. That was one of like, my I first just... notes. Was that I had completely forgotten about the notes. And I don't oh, know how cute. I forgot oh. about them because I love them so much. And they're one of my favorite parts of this book. <laughs> like, oh, they're just, they're so playful. And it just shows a different side of, like, both of them. That they can mm-hmm. still be fun-loving even with, like, all of these responsibilities and mm-hmm. darkness and... <sighs> yeah. I don't know. They're just so stinking cute. Mm-hmm. My next note just says, handsome bad boys training so shirtless. <laughs> um, and I love that this... So this is the first training session that she's having mm-hmm. with Cassian. Because after the Weaver, she is like, I can't be in that position again. Like, you're gonna train yeah. me. And, like... I can't let my fear get me killed, right? Because mm-hmm. she, as we find out when she's talking to the bone carver, she'd only decided she wanted to live seconds before she was killed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, so, and she's and she's slowly starting to remember that she does want to be alive, right? Like, things got so bad when she was in the spring court that she, like, forgot that she even wanted to be alive, mm-hmm. right? So they're training, and I just love the part where she's like, 
like she and Cassian like take a break and they're like drinking water and like there's a whole scene where she's just like staring at Asriel and um Reese while they're uh training and uh-huh. she's like and they're shirtless and look at ooh look at their tattoos and their stomach muscles and uh, <laughs> but then she has this moment and this is the first time since under the mountain that she sees the painting in her mind and she has this whole plan for like how she would do it and then it like e- even in the book it says and then it was gone like mm-hmm. you know like in, but it was yet another instance where you're like oh she's yeah slowly she's healing and then she starts sparring with Cassian again and we have that that meltdown oh my god heartbreaking so moment where she gets really into these punches all of a sudden she realizes that she's burned through her padding and Cassian is still letting her punch him, even though she's probably burning him every time she hits him. Oh, I, I love him. I love him. And I know. <laughs> and he and he and she stops and she's like, he's he's like, I'm okay. Like if you need to keep going, like let's I'll do it for you. And she's like, it should have been me. Like I killed those people. It should have been me. And like ugh. And then Reese comes over and he's like, I have two nightmares. One where I'm back servicing Amarantha or Cassian or Asriel are doing it. And the other one is you dying, right? Like, in that moment. And then they have that beautiful moment where he, like, puts the darkness around her to, like, show her that the dark it doesn't have to be scary. And then my favorite part is when she opens her eyes and she's like, oh my God, you're still shirtless. Like, put a fucking shirt on. <laughs> and he says to her, does it make you uncomfortable? And then she says back, oh, Feyre, I love you so much. She says back, I'm surprised there aren't more mirrors in this house since you seem to love looking at yourself so much. And then here's another one of my favorite Cass and As moments. Because then it says, Asriel launched into a coughing fit and Cassian just turned away, a hand clamped over his mouth. And one of the things that I love about Sarah J. Mass's writing is that it is very visual. Like, I have no, like, she describes things so well that I can see it as clear as if I was watching a movie. And, like, I can just see Asriel being like, (coughs) and and Cassian just, like, turning away with his hand over his mouth, like, oh, like, I can't, like, I can't laugh, like, I can't. For all those people who can't see her, meaning everyone but me, Ellen was just acting this out with, like, yes. her her hand in a fist over her mouth. But, like, I just, it just, it's so clear to me. Like, I can see it crystal clear. Um, But then, the next part is something that I can also see crystal clear in my mind. Okay. Is her, there's, shortly afterwards, she has this memory of going out with the court of dreams and they go out to this bar and she describes, and this is the part, I think this is really the part where like I was excited by the idea of Asriel, like when you first meet him, but like you only get glimpses of him, right? Cause he's, he's the more mysterious one. Mm-hmm. Right. But this is the part where I think I found myself being like, Oh, I also love Asriel. And she and Asriel sat at the table picking out people that they thought were going to try to hit on Reese. And yes, when they were at the yeah. bar. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. They were making and, and then she mentioned, but then she mentions that As wins every round. Like, he just, and of course he does, right? He's a spy master. Like, but like this whole scene, like I can see, like in my mind's eye, like Amron wasn't there. 
not surprisingly. Moore and Cassian are probably on the dance floor. Feyre and Asriel are sitting at this table, staring at Reese, sitting at the bar. Like, I can just, like, it's just so clear in my mind's eye. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god. And, like, and then just them, like, drinking and having fun together. And, like, Asriel letting her in. And, like, that was the first moment that I was like, okay, I see you, sir. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, my gosh. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. And maybe... Maybe this is telling, this reaction is telling me that I'm not as attracted to, like, the dark and broody, mysterious guys as I think I am. (laughs) Okay. Because I just don't have that same love for Asriel. Like, it's so much more Cassian for me. Sure. Than it is for Asriel. Um, That, yeah, that makes me question, like, if my tastes are changing as I'm getting older. (laughs) They certainly might be. Like, maybe I... Things change. I don't need the the bad boy anymore. <laughs> um, but you want, you want the... My next... It's funny that you say that, because my next note's about Cassian. Because um, this is the part where they're about to go to the summer court. And Cassian's like, take me with you. And then Reese is like, no, you've been banned forever. <laughs> and Cassian's like, I wrecked one building! <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh, yes. I just, I just can't. I just, I just love him so much. I know it's ridiculous. I wrecked one building, and I can't ever go back. Um, so let's talk about the summer court, okay? Because there's so much to talk yeah. about. So for me this time, I like just wanted to get through that. Like I oh, don't know why, because I've never had that reaction before reading it. But I was like. Just get me through this. Like, I really don't want to read this part. Interesting. Um, and I think maybe part of it is because I was really feeling, like, Tarquin and remembering what Reese did for him under the mountain and being, like, so disappointed for them that, like, they could be building this alliance and friendship and that this seemed like another person who could be like, similar to the Court of Dreams, where they seem mm-hmm. so different than all the other characters that you meet, and, yeah. like, so much better that he could, like, be their equal, and then... Mm-hmm. And they have to steal from yeah. him. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, no, I don't like this, like, let's just move on. It is it is heartbreaking. Um, and it's heartbreaking for other things, like... Um, Reese being jealous of Tarquin, because Tarquin gets mm-hmm. to be neutral and him being jealous because Feyre smiled at him and mm-hmm. um and it's just it's so I'm very intrigued by Tarquin especially in this part because I definitely agree with Feyre like he does seem like he'd be very easy to love and he fe- seems like he'd fit in really well with the court of dreams mm-hmm. like you know and um it's <clears throat> um it's just such an interesting and, like you said, just heartbreaking moment because, especially in the reread, right? So, like, the thing is, is, like, when you're first reading it, you're like, maybe they'll find out a different way to, like, mm-hmm. to do it. Like, now that they've realized that he's really, he's on their side, yeah. right? Like, the first time you read it, like, you're going to find a different way. And then they don't. And you find out that he's going to send them these blood rubies that make them enemies forever. Mm-hmm. And... 
And so anytime you read it after that, it's just all the more heartbreaking because Reese has to be the person that the world they thinks think he is. is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I do have a quick question though. Okay. So there's a part where they're in the in the summer court. <laughs> and then Tarquin is like, Will you guys come on my pleasure barge? And I was like, Is it a, like an orgy boat? It's like an orgy boat. <laughs> right? Like it's like a sex boat. Like pleasure barge? Like, come on. And then later when she's talking to Tarquin and she keeps seeing um Cressida and Reese like flirting and she has this moment where she's like um she says to him it'd be easy to love love you or be your friend and then she's like is seeing them over there and she's like god I hope they go back to his room because I don't want to hear them like having sex and I'm like on the sex boat because they're because they're still on the sex boat and I'm like I think it is I think I think the summer court has like sex boats like uh that's really funny because I totally didn't think that at all like that was not a thought that crossed my mind I was just like oh like one I don't even think I questioned the term, like, pleasure barge or whatever it was. Like, I was just like, oh, yeah. Girl, it's, it's, a, it's a sex boat. It's for sure a sex boat. Um, we'll which is to ask you know, Sarah J. Mass what she asked. Yeah, right? The next, time we, the next time we talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. And then I just my next note is just, I really love Tarquin. Breaking down class barriers. He's kind. He's handsome. What more do you... It just sucks. Like, I know. I think, it just. Yeah. And I don't know why this time specifically, I really just like tried to skim through that part as much as possible versus yeah. other times because I haven't had that issue before. Like I've been yeah. fully engaged and engrossed in right. this part of the story prior to this reread. So I don't know like what about this time specifically yeah. where I was just like, I can't handle this. Yeah. And then, so they, yeah, it's just, it's so heartbreaking. So, but like speaking of that, right? So they steal the book. They barely get out alive. Mm. But thankfully, Feyre gave that water wraith, uh, that jewelry. Otherwise they'd be dead. Right. And so like, and then she and Amorin have that cute moment where, like, they get back to the House of Wind or whatever, and then they're just, like, cracking up on the floor about, like, right. what happened. And I'm, like, every time I read that, I'm, like, oh, my God, that's so cute. Um, but then they get the blood rubies. And... And Reese um, is so upset about it. He's so upset. And that part, every time I read it, I get teary-eyed all over again. Because she's um, been playing his part yeah. and trying to support right. him. And- um, but... Yeah. But what I love so much about that part is he says to her, like, um, he says to her, basically, like, I'm sorry, you get to be grumpy for months, and I don't get a couple minutes to just, like, feel shitty about myself. Um, and she... It's just so basically, fair. It's true. It's very true. Like, right? And so he's like, um... 
So he says, so you're entitled to have as many bad days as you want, but I can't get a few hours. And she goes, oh, take however long you want to mope, which I just love. And then she's like, I was going to invite you to come shopping with me for said Lacey unmentionables. Oh, and I right? love how he gets into her head and makes her walk into a wall. Yes. <laughs> and then he does, but he doesn't respond, right? Exactly. Yes. And then she's like, maybe I'll send him to Tarquin and like, see if I can get him to, right? And so like, I love that she's doing what he has always done for her. But even in doing that, she is giving him that space like he does for her to take the, if he wants to be mopey for a couple hours, but that's not going to stop her from trying to make him feel better. She's like, oh, you can be mopey, but like, or let's go get some lingerie. And so then he sends her that vision and she walks into the, (laughs) she walks into the. Post in the stairwell. <laughs> so good. Oh. And then my next note is about the queens. The first time they go to visit them. Ugh. Um. I... Yeah. She just... Even though you really don't end up knowing a lot about the queens... There's just something about them that, like, you really just dislike from the get-go. Well, it's like, yeah, I mean, right? It's like right in that moment where they, like, winnow in and they're like, oh, we're probably not going to help you. And then they're like, what about this territory? And they're like, I guess that's your job. And it's like, no! (laughs) No! Um... It's that whole greater good thing. Like, I, I'm not okay with it. I would be a very bad ruler. Like, I, uh-huh. like I would, I would not be able to be making those calls. Like, um, you and just... me both. <sighs> yeah. Now I'm thinking so... of in- the Incredibles. <laughs> I'm the greatest good you're ever gonna get. Mm-hmm. The public's in danger. My dinner's in danger. My evening's <laughs> in danger. <laughs> Oh, um, man, we're quoting a lot of stuff today. We're doing really well. I, I'm really proud of us. <laughs> yeah. And I only um, had to ask you about one of them. The others I either brought up I know. myself. We're or doing you. well. Yeah. We're doing well. Um, My next note is just Elaine! Exclamation point. When she's like, when they leave and she's like, I hope they all burn in hell. <laughs> right. And I'm like, so out of character yes! for her. <sighs> You know, it's just these little snippets of these sisters that... Mm-hmm. That, like, yes, it's, this book really allows you to see a new side of them and really changes your mm-hmm. perspective like you, on them and how yeah. you feel about them. Yeah, because you see it a smidge right at the end, right, when she goes back to the human realm. And then you get to see them... Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. I just, oh my God. So then yeah. we can jump to the the second time that they come to see the queens. And I remember the first time that I read this part, because right, this is the part where Reese has decided he's going to tell them about Valeris. And I remember the first time I read this book, I was like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. And then it really isn't because days after showing them, the city's attacked mm-hmm. and um and it's interesting because i already had that sense of dread 
reading it the first time, but it is nothing compared to every time I've read it since then. Like, it's just... It's just so much worse yeah. every time I read Honestly, it. Honestly, I have a much bigger sense of dread about them planning for Highburn than I do for Valeris. Just oh, because, like, even though the attack was terrible and, like, there are, like, damages, you don't really see that as much. Mm. Like, you don't, she doesn't show you glimpses into, true like, the injured and their recovery process. Like, you just see them yeah. exhausted because they've been, you know, out yeah. all day and all night trying to help the city. On the flip side, I also have a huge sense of dread every time they go to Highburn. Like, just in case you were thinking, like, I can only have one mm. sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely two. Two dreads. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just... I wish that they hadn't killed the Golden Queen because I think she was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I um, agree. And clearly she was the one who was swayed by Reese's beautiful letter. <laughs> it's just another reason he's perfect. It's a little ridiculous. Um, I know. Let me try to persuade the queens of the human realm to help me by telling them about my love this for woman this I love. woman who used to be a human. Yeah. I know. Ugh. So, so good. Yeah. So then I have some notes about like the Court of Nightmares and I'm like Starfall, but we talked about that already. And then I want to talk about Tamlin and his dad and brothers and what they did and then Reese and what his dad did. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little funny interaction. I've got some stuff about them being mates and then kind of just the end. Yeah. That sounds good. That so, like want to do it in that order? Ready. Yeah. Just do okay. it a bit more, like, chronologically at this point. Perfect. Yeah. So, Court of Nightmares. Mm-hmm. I... Girl. Every time I read that scene, I'm like... Because, <laughs> first of all... Whew, yes. Like, you need a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, whoa. Oh, yeah. That's... Um, well, it's like... It's the most explicit scene to date in this series, I would say. Or, like, Mm. just most, like, detailed, I think. It's also very, uh, yes, I, I, yeah, I do agree with that. But it's also, so, like, there have been sex scenes up until this point. But this one is the one, like, they don't, nothing comes of it, like, it's like a teasing scene, right? Mm. Like they both get hot and bothered, but then they have to like leave, right? Like so there's no pardon my bad choice of words, but there's no climax. Like there's no <laughs> like I I mean it literally. Yeah. Uh, and I mean I guess technically also literally. But um <clears throat> Like, it's just, it's just teasing. And then, and then they're like, but it's also just, it is really fun, especially since we know that this is not who they are, like, actually. Mm -hmm. It's really fun to see them playing these characters and, like, 
this, like the description of Cassian and Azriel walking in with their like armor on, mm. and then there's even a there's even a part where Feyre's like somehow their shoulders are even more broad. Like I know, like and how like, more badass can you get? Right, and then there's like she's like wait. There's a moment where she's like, wait, like most Illyrians have one siphon, and Cassian and Azriel each have seven. They have seven siphons, mm-hmm. and it's like. What? Oh my gosh. And it's just like, whoa. I know. I know. Um, they're just one. They're all just so just, cool. Like, if I could yeah. do them, I would. Um, except for maybe oh just like avoid their pasts. But. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, if I could be them currently. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, but then also, like, the links that they're willing to go to. Yeah really are demonstrated in yeah. like the relationships that they keep and the places that they make themselves go in yeah. the court of nightmares the lengths that they go to mm-hmm. that's that's also part of why him giving up valeris is so hard for me because of all the things that he did to protect Valeris, and all the things that everybody else in his court has done to protect mm-hmm. Valeris. Well, not to and mention like, all I, of his ancestors, too. Right. But it's like, and like, I do understand that it was, it was the risk that they had to take. Like, I do understand that, but it just is heartbreaking every time. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, ugh. Yeah. So then, um, so then they go to the Illyrian war camps. Right? And they're out in the woods training, and we get more backstory. And surprise, surprise, it's horrific. I know. Like, this is <laughs> like, just another instance where I'm like, is it just me or the majority of the Fae just like terrible creatures? Does nobody have only, a good life in this world? I think like the only people that we've encountered in this world so far that are like, any kind of good are the court of dreams and then like the people of valeris and it's like it's all like the common like the lesser fairies like the good interactions happen like at the summer court when they're in the city interacting with the lesser fairies or in the spring court when they go to like the village and it's the villagers Mm -hmm. yeah other than that everyone else sucks Yeah, I mean, it's it's just, yeah, and it's so interesting, like, she does, she being Sarah, again, I'm gonna talk to her, like, talk about her, like, we're on a first name basis, um, she, it's, she could have so easily been like, here are a couple characters with tragic backstories, but no, no, she's like, here's one, here's one, here's one, here's one. Haha, <laughs> surprise, they all have horrific backstories. Like, who do you root for? Who do you root against? Like, you don't know. So, like, oh my god, it's just, oh my god, it's just so awful. Yeah. So, they're training, and we find out that, so, and I don't think I really realized this until this book, that Reese's, Reese is um, older at least a good chunk older than Tamlin. I don't think, I think I re- thought that they were relatively the same age. And I, and like, of course, in the grand scheme of things, they are relatively the same age. Right. But I would say but like, like at least like 50 to 100 years 
age difference, probably. Something yeah, like that, right? Because like, he had yeah. already gone through Illyrian training and like, right. was already He fought a in the war. Yeah. Yeah, he fought in the war and Tamlin was a child in the war, mm-hmm. right? Like, so like, and we know that like the Fae don't consider full like maturity, like adulthood yeah. to, into like 70, right? Which I find... So, like, like, I understand that, but then what I find so odd is that then the Illyrians get trained as, like, when they're actually, like, human-aged children, not yeah. what's to be considered, like, they-aged. Right. I think it's because theirs just so, it's it's so ingrained in their system, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so they're out there, they're training, and Reese starts telling her, so, like, he saw something in Tamlin that was different than Tamlin's family and he befriended him and he trained him Mm -hmm. and he like, and they were kind of friends. And then they were more than kind of friends. I think they were actually friends. Yeah. Which is even worse. Mm -hmm. Like it's even worse. Cause then Tamlin's dickhead of a father, um, gets Tamlin's brothers and Tamlin to kill Reese's mother and sister, and not only kill them, but take their wings. And, mm-hmm. like... And he, and he did it from the information that Reese had given Tamlin. Yes, and the most heartbreaking little bit of it, we find out, is that Reese was supposed to meet them halfway. So he could have been he, there. And he could have been there. Saved them. And of course, it's not his fault, but like we all know Reese well enough to know that he a thousand percent blames himself. Uh-huh. Like he should have been able to tell his friend, oh yeah, my mom and sister are coming to visit and nothing should have happened, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and he should have been able to say, you guys will be fine, just come the whole way. Like I am going to train instead. Mm-hmm. And they should have been fine. And so it's, oh, it just, Right? So it's just horrific. And then, so then Reese and his dad are like, fine, we're going to go kill Tamlin's dad and at least Tamlin's brothers. And I think Reese was like, we're not going to kill Tamlin. Like, he understood that Tamlin was kind of roped into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. And we're not going like, to kill the mom because she didn't do anything. Right. Exactly. He's like, dad, we're not killing the mom. And the dad's like, got it. Totally. Same but then, Yeah. Just kidding. But then Reese goes, kills Tamlin's brothers. Tamlin's dad, no, Reese's dad goes to kill Tamlin's dad, and then he fucking kills his mom. And Reese is like, whoa, dude! Like, that's... <laughs> that's how I picture it in my head. I, I think probably legitimately that's exactly what he said mm, to his dad. Mm-hmm. He was like, whoa, dude! That's very I we in character kick- for Reese, yeah. for sure. <laughs> He's totally a surfer dude, right? Mm-hmm. Whoa, man. Um, He kills... He kills... Her, he uh, Reese's dad kills the mom, Tamlin's mom, and then Tamlin figures it out and kills his dad, Reese's dad, and then they're like, I guess we're enemies now, and it's like, oh. and they both become high lords in that moment. Too. I know, I know, and it's just like, oh my god, like it's just, can one good thing happen to anybody in this? <laughs> fucking world like it just... i know yeah that's that's oh. one of the things that makes me question tamlin 
and like my view of Tamlin and that maybe he's a lot better than you think he is because if Reese was friends with him like look at Reese's other friends like they're all fantastic people yeah so then you think well then there must have been something in Tamlin that could have been a fantastic person right because he and Reese are the two sides of the same coin remember what I said mm-hmm. like that was the point where Tamlin could have stopped down the going down the road that we see him go down right if he had turned away from his family if he had stayed with Reese if he had stayed with the court of dreams or somehow surrounded himself with similar people mm-hmm. that's the road he like he would have stayed going down the road with Reese mm-hmm. right like Reese would have helped him <sighs> Like, it just, it's so heartbreaking. Like, that's, because that's the point where they diverge, mm-hmm. you know? Like, ugh, it's just awful. I know. Um, but then you're also, like, the Fae are awful, too. Because they're because super it, brutal. It, it's hard to say, like, wow, I love Reese, but he also just, like, went and killed Tamlin's family because they killed his family and like is that really an okay excuse for killing people like i mean the the logical answer is no but like i fully understand if someone especially (laughs) especially someone who um i considered a friend came into my territory and killed my family and not only killed them but maimed them and then took their prized possession as a trophy like okay in actuality no i would not go off and kill them but i yeah very... nsa listening here for right. the record like we're not actually planning on murdering anyone <laughs> but like but like also i get i i get it like yeah there's a it's very different to be part of something that is initiating the killing Versus revenge killing. Now, we all know revenge doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't make you feel better. Mm-hmm. All of that logical stuff. But yeah, like, just go read Sarah Kosloff's books and they'll tell you. Exactly. So, like, that's the thing, right? It's like, we, we know that logically, but... Mm-hmm. Especially if I was Faye, you better believe, yeah, I'm a... Fine, I'll go kill your... You, fine. Hmm. <laughs> rude um so yeah, i guess that's yeah. fair it's, it's hard awful. that emotions and rational thought often do not go hand in hand and in <laughs> fact are typically blatantly opposing it's <laughs> yes um speaking of emotions mm-hmm. we're gonna segue look at this we're gonna be so good at this okay so i did actually realize that i do have one other one Okay. Uh, or grouping of notes. So it starts with chapter 54, right? Which is one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Reese bearing his emotions. See? Get it? Mm-hmm. Segway. Okay, I'm following uh, you now. I got to, you. I to got Feyre. You. Um, but it's, what I find really interesting about this book is, like, don't get me wrong, I love chapter 55. Like, it's the culmination of all this flirting that Reese and Feyre have been doing. They've accepted the mating bond. Mm-hmm. Like, it's perfection but and i and when you 
talk to other people who have read this book and this series and are in this fandom, like you hear people all the time. They're like chapter 55, chapter 55, chapter 55. And like I said, I love it. But if I had to pick the two of them, it'd be chapter 54. I would pick, it would be 54. Hands down. Because it's just, it's just, oh my God. I just it's just so amazing. And like, so I have this next note that he, he's, as he's talking to her about her wedding day, how he had this whole plan of he and Cassie and we're going to go get drunk. Yeah. Cause he was like, cause he was, cause he was convinced that if she was happy, he was going to let her be happy, which mm-hmm. is just, oh my God, it's just amazing. But it, I had this funny thought this time that I read it. I was like, what if he had already st- started drinking? What if he had, what if he had already started drinking? Before he went to save her. Oh my god. And then then just like shows up and he's like slightly wobbly. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But then I've decided that I've, I have decided that I, that he was at least a little tipsy because that's what let him be like, do you know what would be really cool? Like I picture him, like, of course he didn't really have time to like discuss his plan with Cassian once he heard her panicking. But in my head, I've decided that he and Cassian were both a little tipsy. Okay, so they had a couple go out drinking. They had started drinking. Is what you're thinking. And they were both a little tipsy. And, and Reese was like, oh my God, Cassian, I think she's freaking out. And then Cassian was probably like, oh my God, you should go save her. And then Reese is like, yeah, but do you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? It's going to be really cool. I'm just going to like, there's going to be like thunder and, like, darkness, and then I'm just gonna, like, show up, and then I'm gonna be, like, hello, favorite darling. Like, I just, (laughs) I have this idea, and now you can't tell me otherwise that he was a little tipsy when he went to save her, and that's why he was extra dramatic. (laughs) Um, Oh my gosh, now I'm not gonna be able to read that and not think that he's drunk. Oh my god. Or, or tipsy. Like just a little like a little tipsy. Um that's hilarious. I love that so much. Yeah. And then um my next note was the really cute part where he's like, I think I fell in love with you when you flipped me off and you reminded me of Cassian. <laughs> and she's like, So you wanted to marry me because I reminded you of your best friend? And he's like, No. But yes, like, and he's like, but it's also like, you reminded me of him and I could see him being there like, oh my God, if you don't marry her, mm-hmm. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my yes. gosh. Which is why, what was it, a couple days ago or whatever, how we were texting back and forth and we're like, <laughs> would you, in our, would in you, our super, would you in rather, our super not nerdy text right? messages? Like, yeah. would you rather Reese or Cassian or like who, who would be better for like each of us, right? Because, like, they're totally real people, and it's, like, it's way worse than, like, contemplating Hollywood men, and, like, who would be, Right, because at least Hollywood, (laughs) at least Hollywood men are real, like, (laughs) oh, um... So what is we there decided? An all option? Did we decide that I was going with Castine and you were going with Reese, or did we never actually make a decision about who would? I don't think we ever made a decision. Because remember, I was like, I know how much you love Cassian, but I think he might... Might be too much. It, 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 he might be too much for you, my dear girl. <laughs> um, but in all fairness, like, he might be too much for anybody. Like, he is... Yeah. Like, like, he's a lot. 
That's very true. That's very but true. I would I would like to suggest a third option that is an all of the above option. <laughs> okay. Like I would be okay with that. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. If we're if we're dreaming about fictional people, let's make it polyamorous. Mm-hmm. Like why not? Sure. Like why not? <laughs> Um, speaking of Cassian, my next note is about recent favorite going back to the camp after their mating bond is in place. And Cassian oh, he's such recognizing. A good friend. Oh my he god, he's amazing. Friend. Um, but he's recognizing that Reese is going to need to work off some steam. Mm-hmm. And so he meets him outside, and I love the part where they're like, or where Sarah's like, and then he tied his hair up, and I'm like, man bun, love it. Like he <laughs> might he might be one of the only people that I'm okay, like, I don't hate man buns, but, like, you gotta wear it right, mm-hmm. you know? Like, um... Yes, so true. Um, but he's, I bet he wears it right. <laughs> like, I, I can, I imagine that he does it right. Yeah, I have um, to say, I'm not a fan of men with long hair, typically. So I think that's one okay. of the reasons why I, like, tip slightly towards Reese, because you know he mm-hmm. has short hair, and a lot of yeah. characters in these kinds of books typically have longer hair. And I mm-hmm. think I just, like, refuse to believe that and don't picture them with long hair, because okay. it's not that's something that I find hilarious. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Um, I think you have to wear it right. Like, if you've got long hair, man or woman... Take care of it. Yeah. And if, you know, like, if you take care of it. Though, those pictures last night that we were looking of Henry Cavill from The Witcher. Yes. His hair was not washed. But he. He looked great. He looked great with long hair. I would, I would be fine with that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See? So, you know, really, I'm, I'm here for it. Whatever. (laughs) Um, but, so, he gets Reese to fight him, right? By sitting. Basically, by saying she doesn't look too tired, maybe she maybe and I could she have, and I a, should go have a go at it. it. Yeah. Henry's loses it. They fight. They fight for like an hour, like a fist fight for an hour, and, which I'm like, and Farah and more just like idiots. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite part about this is they, so she, about this whole scene, and it cracks me up so much. Is, so they, you know, he's like, maybe we should have a go of it. Like, blah, blah, blah. And, um, (laughs) he says, mating bond chafing a bit. And then they fight, start fighting. And then it goes, um, they were a sight to behold two Illyrian males fighting in the mud and stones, panting and splitting blood. None of the other Illyrians dared land. Oh, shoot. That's too far. Well, Whatever. They start fighting, and all of the other Illyrians in this camp, these these renowned warriors, they all take panic, take and fly away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> take all the women and, and children, like, and like, they're grabbing women and children and flying away. And I'm like, what kind of warriors are you guys? <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. But then what does that say about the kind of warriors that Reese and Cass Exactly. Are? Right? It's like really that's the that. real part. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Yeah. I just love that so much. Oh my gosh. Um Me too. Uh and then I the the queens 
take two. Nesta pleading with them. Oh my gosh. Like, we know that was oh my real gosh. tough for Nesta. Cassian. Was this the scene with the queens that Cassian says, I'll fight for you? Or was it the one before mm-hmm. that? It was this one. I think it's this mm-hmm. one. I am so excited for that book. Oh my gosh. It's like everything about their interactions, like the first like sizing up of the predators mm-hmm. like against each yep. other when they first meet. And then when he says like goes up in front of her and says like, I'll fight for you and your people. Mm-hmm. I, would, yep. I couldn't think of a more worthy way to die and then, oh, oh my and God. then the scene in Highburn, and I just... It's just awful. So, speaking of Highburn, those are my next notes, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, except for... <laughs> I do have one quick little note. Okay. After the attack on Valeris, this little scene where they're, they've all gotten back, they're all exhausted, mm-hmm. Asriel's sitting on the couch, he's bleeding, and Amran falls, falls asleep on him. And there's this cute little description where he's like, apparently he's just sitting there and he's like... I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't wake her up. Like, I guess I'm just stuck here. Oh, mm-hmm. so cute. Um, okay. And then they go to Highburn and everything hits the fan and my heart shatters and fuck, I, my note literally says fucking Tamlin and Lucian. <laughs> yeah. I literally, my... <sighs> first note about Highburn is like as they were making their plans like I said earlier I think in this podcast yeah. of me just being like no 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 yeah. no no like just knowing mm-hmm. how poorly it's going to go that you just like don't want it to happen again like you said if the book could be rewritten that would be totally fine <laughs> yeah like every time I read it I'm like Maybe they don't have to go to Highburn this time. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe she can, like, nullify the cauldron. Right? And... So, like, yeah. So they get there. She puts the books together because, like, she can't help it. Right? Like, it's not re- even within her power. Mm-hmm. Like, control. Fucking Jurian's alive. And he's crazy. He shoots Asriel. Mm-hmm. I remember reading that the first time. And I was like, I... F- not to be dramatic, but I felt like I had just been shot in the heart. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I was that's like, not overly dramatic at all. No, Mm-mm. not one bit. I'm very not dramatic as a human mm, being. No, no, no. Um, so, like, that's just awful. So then fucking Lu- Tamlin and Lucian show up. But interesting, there's a point where she, like, glares at Tamlin, and then she looks at Lucian, and he won't meet her eyes. Because he knows that this is not right, and he's fucking helpless. And so he doesn't, he doesn't, he has no control. And then her fucking sisters show up. Now, this is the point, this is the one point where I, you see a glimpse of the old Tamlin, right? Because he, there's a point where he's surprised that the sisters are there. Like, that was not part of his plan at all. He only wanted Feyre back. Like, the sisters were going to stay safe because he promised her that he would take care of her sisters, right? In Mm -hmm. the first book. And so then, um... He and Lucian are shocked by the appearance of the sisters. They're shocked finding out about Ianthe. We're not shocked because we've got that memory of of Reese's. And then all hell breaks loose 
when the king is like, everybody calm the frack down. And he sends out the light that shreds Cassian's wings. And like... That got me. Again. Again. I think Not to be dramatic. (laughs) That got me more than Asriel being shot. But then again, for some reason, I just don't have the same feelings for Asriel that everyone else seems to have. Because I know that the majority of the fandom is like, Asriel is the best thing since sliced bread. Like... I don't know that he's the best thing, but, like, for sure the three of them are the best things in sliced bread. Um, I'm just intrigued by him. He's mysterious and sweet and, like, there's, I don't know, there's something more. Like, I want to see, I wonder if we'll see more in the next book. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, and, um, like, it just, <sighs> and then they put the sisters in the cauldron and then Lucian and Elaine are mates. And like, I know, so this is much really, happens in, this at the is, end of this book. Like, this is the part where like the snowball starts at the top of the mountain and then all of a sudden it's like a huge avalanche. Like, that's what the end of this book is. Like, mm-hmm. you're like, Ezreal gets shot. Yeah, and it's Cassian, Ezreal gets shot. It's Lucian and Tamlin. Cassian gets shredded. They're mates. Nesta's something <laughs> else. The, the, the thing, the, uh, the bond, like, Feyre figures out that she can make it. She's so brilliant. Oh, my God. I would mm-hmm. never, like, have thought of this. She figures out that she can save them by doing this. So she does. It breaks your heart. Like, then you think that the mating bond's broken. Then they leave, but they take the sisters. And then, <laughs> and then they're still there. This just reminds me of Olaf retelling <laughs> the story in Frozen of the two. second. In Frozen 2. <laughs> At least they have their parents. <laughs> their parents are dead. <laughs> Olaf and I are very similar. I I will. I, I can see that. Um, let me finish my retelling then. Okay, so then, please continue. So they break the mating pond. Then they disappear. But wait, they take the sisters. Lucian's like, ah! And then she's at the spring court. And then, but then we get a Reese chapter. And Amran's like, where the fuck is Feyre? And... And thankfully, Asriel seems to be healing, right? Because he took the poison out. So Asriel's fine. What's going on with Cassian? He does not look good. Then they're like, go get Feyre. And Reese is like, I can't. And then Feyre's like, ha ha, I'm in the spring cart. And that's it. (laughs) You forgot that she's a high lady. Oh, She's high lady. She's not just a consort. Oh my god. It's just, there's so, like, it's really like the snowball that turns into the avalanche. Like, it's such an information drop at the end of this book. Oh my god. Because there's so much that happens before this. Like, this book is full of. Yeah. Information. things after things after things happening. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not slow. Like, there's always something new and something more. Yeah. So then... So you get to the end and you're like, there can't possibly be more. And then... And and then then Sarah J. Mass is like, hold my beer. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, hold my beer. Let's show you just how many things we can add at the end of this. Oh, gosh. And, yeah. (sighs) I... I can't remember when I read this if the third book was out or not or if I had to wait 
to read the. Third it was book. not. It you had to wait because I when I read the second book, I had to wait for the third one. So because I know you read these before mm-hmm. I did, so you had to, unfortunately you had to wait even longer than I had to wait, and I had to wait a long time. Yeah, that was excruciating. Because literally, like, the cliffhangers from the last two chapters, like, that recent chapter, Mm -hmm. like, when you find out that she's their high lady, and Mm Aaron and Moore are like, what? Like, we're supposed to be protecting her with our lives, and you're not allowing us to do that? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. So, join us next week. We'll talk about the third book, A Court of Wings and Ruin. And, um, yeah. So, you can follow us on Twitter at UPMPodOfficial. Um, on Instagram, we're the Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And then, my favorite is Gmail. And you can send us an email. That's what Gmail is. Really? Oh I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. Um, And that is uniquelyportablemagicpodcast at gmail.com. So we look forward to seeing you next week. Well, seeing you. Whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Bye!